0: Six nine. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. We do have a pair of Sammy Hagar tickets for you this morning. That show is June the 24th up at the Hard Rock Rock in Northfield Park. We'll get you into that. I believe we also have a four-pack of tickets for the Charge Game on the 24th of February. We'll get you into that as well. Joined every morning by uh, Matthew Fantone. How are you?
1: Good, man. I can't believe it's already Thursday. No, it's good. Thursday! I like it. I like yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Would you like to know... Would you... Would you like to know what this day has in common with the rest of this week? Uh, I don't know what is it.
1: It ends with a Y. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, once uh, once again, the machine I have to do this uh, to, to, to do this job, fly this ship, does yeah. not work. <sighs> So that's four days in a row there. It yeah. was 15 in January. We're yeah. up to four in February. Still got half a month to go. I think we could top January. I think then maybe that's our plan. Setting personal so, records. So, you know what? Honestly, man, I know I'm one of these guys who normally gets mad. Honestly, this whole week I've just kind of been laughing at it. It's funny now at this point. Well, it's it's now hilarious.
1: I mean, you know, I, I don't know what else you're going to do. There's right. no other way to uh to, to deal with no, it. No, when I scream point. and yeah. get mad about it, nobody Nothing fixes happens.
0: it. When I when I, when I I say to the guys, like when I plead, nobody no, cares. Nobody so cares. maybe if I laugh, maybe they'll just be like, Okay, when dude he's having fun in there,
1: we got to stop that's that. Give him the machine, to defeat. He, dude. You, dude, don't let him have fun. A little reverse psychology, right there. I think maybe. Oh, yeah. I, I think like maybe it. that's I what's like going it. on. Kill him with kindness, stands very. That's the new motto. <laughs> that's right. That's that's that gonna be the new
0: motto. That's gonna be on the back of the T-shirt we'll never make. Yeah.
1: How are uh, How are you? Buddy? Pretty good, man. Whining gold winner last night. Cavaliers uh, did a uh, did a uh, a hell of a bounce back from from what seems to be like a, a lot of doubters, a lot of haters. They uh, they went out there and performed well last night. Kyle Korver hitting three pointers from Akron. It was absolutely insane. Yeah, it seemed like, was. seemed like a rock and jock 10-point shot, dude. I mean, the dude was at least like three feet behind that line, and uh, it was very impressive to see. Uh, so uh, happy about that. There's no question there. Uh, also happy that I got laid last night. My girlfriend That's was good. like, she was like, hey, sorry we didn't have sex on Valentine's Day. I was tired. You were tired. This, that, and the other. And I'm like, I don't care. Let's just do it right now. I, I, you know, it's great. Let's go. So that was good. So all things coming up, Fantone. I feel like I'm am I'm, I'm on a pretty good start to the oh, day good. right now. Yeah. What's uh What's what's going on across the board? Though, I, uh,
0: well, dude, I wanted to golf again yesterday. I was told that the weather was going to hold out, and then by the time we got out of here, there was like a dusting of snow. So I was like, All right, you know what? You played yesterday. <sighs> yeah. It's February. Like yeah. you, you know what I mean. You can't get angry about this. This no. welcome to Ohio. Yeah. This tough.
1: Uh, this tough winter it's been for <laughs> yeah, us. It's so been so far. hard.
0: Brutal. So I was like, All right, you know what? Just you know, go home. Maybe you know, take care of some house stuff. And then mm-hmm. I ended up. Uh, I ended up watching a documentary on HBO. Of the Eagles of Death Metal, and it's called Our Friends. It's okay. it's, it's got a French title, but it, you know, <laughs> but translation is Our Friends. And the reason why is because it was all about the show in Paris, where if you guys don't remember, like I believe eighty nine people died at that show. Yeah, and uh, you know, over you know during those Paris attacks, and I really like the Eagles of Death Metal. Always have, and and I like where they come from. Uh, Josh Homme. Is uh, you know one of the original members of the Eagles of Death Metal, not always in the band, kind of travels with them here and there. But if you don't know, he uh, was in a band from like when I was growing up. One of my favorite bands ever called Caius. Um, I absolutely love Caius and then moved over into the Queens of the Stone Age. I absolutely love that band. And then uh and then started Eagles of Death Metal. There's something about that Palm Desert California thing. All those bands that come out of like Palm Springs and that Palm Desert thing, I love. There's never been a band from that area that I was like, nope, don't like it. Like I like all that stuff, all that stoner rock stuff that comes out of that valley. I just like it. The Coachella Valley essentially is where it is. And, uh, and you know, I've just always really liked it. And so, like, I was watching that, and, you know, people started hitting me up. They're like, oh, man, that movie's so good. It's so good. And it hits you right in the feels, right in the feels. And it's on HBO, and you can totally watch it. And if you like Eagles of Death Metal, I think you're going to walk away going, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of like that. But I'll be honest with you. I didn't think it was all that well done. It was Colin Hanks, I believe Tom Hanks' son, who did it. And, uh, I mean, it was good. It was interesting. But, it, like, people, again, I think because there was death... And real and you know human and and a lot of it oh, and, yeah, and, like yeah, yeah. mass shooting that it's one of those things I'll just be honest with you that people are telling you is better than it really is because of the subject matter it's covering.
1: Uh, right, look how good of a person I am. I feel so bad about right. this. It's such a stand. There's event. a little bit Pay of that. attention to me, yeah. Because um, I, I love the band and I was like, eh, all right, it's a good movie, but eh. I, I really don't care for Eagles of Death Metal. Like I don't. I'm surprised. I hate them. I don't like. I'm not like anti-Eagles of Death Metal, but at the same time they just don't tickle my fancy. They just don't do it for me. Um, I like Queen. Queens of the Stone Age, Caius, yeah, I like, but Eagles of Death Metal just never did it for me. We only have one song by them here, "Save a Prayer." Yeah, sounds like a New Tuesday Day jam, probably. I don't know why this radio station would. Right, have. yeah, dude, come on. I mean, um, I don't even think we have Queens of the Stone Age in there, do we? Probably uh, not. But more than anything, I know I would, we don't I, have Caius. I would want to watch this movie just based on it being one a, a giant terrorist attack.
0: You know what I mean? You gotta get a little look inside of the lead singer of Eagles, Jesse, and he's a really interesting guy, and I didn't know a lot about his history, and so when they showed a little bit of that, I was like, oh, I didn't know all that, and he, like, you would have never thought he would have been a lead singer in a really cool band, because I'll give Eagles that, like, you can get to be a popular band, Eagles of Death Metal are a cool band, and he even said, in the thing, he's like, we're not for everybody, we're a band's band, and that's totally true, like, cool bands love Eagles, and that's who they are. They're they're more for other you know musicians than they are for like a widespread audience. But I've always loved them. And um, actually they're coming May 4th. They'll be uh, they're in support of Mastodon. They're opening up for Mastodon at the Agora. That dude, talk about a good show. Mastodon and Eagles of Death Metal, that's a good one. i uh, that's on a Thursday night, but I'm gonna work that one anyway. Um, but I've always really liked him and you get to learn a little bit about him, and he's a very interesting guy, and I like bands like that because they don't they're not trying to make hits. They're not trying to make. They don't care about making hits at all. It's like they want to go the opposite way of that. And th- that first Eagles of Death Metal album, I think Josh Homme said it perfectly. He's like, "It's so just infectious. Like when you hear it, and it just it just gets in you." And I, I really liked it, but I, I feel like that movie was, if it wasn't about that subject matter, I don't think anybody would have been saying how good it was. It wasn't like this, like legendary rockumentary,
1: or right? whatever. I wonder. Um But it was good. I don't want to say, obviously, it's a curse. Nobody would want to be witness to all that violence. Nobody would want to be a part of that. But that will forever be a story that is associated with the Eagles of Death Metal. You'll never be able to hear that band and not think about those 90 dead bodies. It cannot
0: be denied that it helped them. I mean, I hate saying that. Right. It it, It sounds terrible. It sounds awful. But if you sit back and think about it, it obviously helped them. They obviously got TV coverage radio coverage that they would have never as a matter of fact in the documentary you know who's a huge fan of eagles of death metal is bono and edge of u2 they love them and so obviously being an international touring band u2 they played like a sold-out show in paris like four or five weeks after the attacks and they gave up their stage and let the eagles of death metal finish their finish their set because that stuff happened right in the middle of their set and so Bono loves the band and was like, we're going to give you our stage. You can finish your set from our stage. I thought that was cool. That's I, I mean, that's how you do. You're a real big star at that point. Like when you can surrender your own stage and you're not going to be overtaken by it. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like you too, and they're not for everybody. But like that's that's impressive. You've hit icon status when you can do that. Most people would be too shy about sharing the spotlight like that. And Bono knows he doesn't have to, especially for Eagles of Death Metal. But, and again, you could see in that crowd there were obviously people in that U two crowd that don't know that band, don't care about it. But then once they kind of like started talking about it, once he started playing, everybody kind of wrapped their arms around him. And I was, you knew that night he made a bunch of new fans from that U two crowd. And so it's like I know, and dude, he was crying throughout the whole documentary. He's an, I'll give Jesse this, he's an authentic person. And he was crying throughout the whole thing, and even on TV when they were interviewing him, he was like, I just don't want to screw up. I just don't want to come back here and play this show and, like, and ruin something for somebody. And I was just like, man, that's authentic. That's a performer stripping it down and being real with you, keeping it 100, as, uh, as Twitter says, and, and that's true. And uh, it, it was an interest- So it was interesting to see on that front, but if it wasn't about that subject matter, I don't think any, first of all, there's no documentary made about the Eagles the death metal. Let's be honest about that. So I, I, you know, I think it's silver lining territory about, you know, an awful tragedy. I got left off of another list. It's not employee of the month this time, but I got left off another serious list and I don't like it and I'm going to complain about it and that'll happen next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. You know what I forgot to tell you guys during the opening break of the program is that I rally against something all the time on this show. All the time. And I talk about how it's stupid. I talk about how it's not going to be beneficial to you. And it turns out an independent study has come out and says that I'm wrong and that you all were right. And what I always say, all I want you to be able to do is walk away from the program going, you know what? At least he's fair about it. And so I'm going to I'm I will I will read you this study at 830 and it flies in the face of something that I have said forever. I believe is true. And there's new facts surrounding it. And it turns out I
1: may have been wrong. Just say alternative facts and you'll be fine. Is that right? Just say alternative facts. You'll be fine. I'm kind of over the
0: politic thing. I'll be honest with you. I I I spent most of my night last night going. I want to have fun tomorrow. I don't want to talk about being separated. I want to talk about how everybody hates one another. I want to have some fun. I feel like we have been getting away from a little bit of the slapstickies type stuff that we are probably best at. I we we need. I I just dude. I'm kind of sick of uh, the divisiveness of what's happening and being. You know, you're a racist because you like this guy, and well, you're an idiot and a snowflake because you like this person. It's like, dude, they're all nuts. You know what I mean? They're all crazy. They're all a bunch of liars. They all just want to screw us over and take our money. And they're doing a great job of getting us to be mad at one another so we don't notice. That's I mean, that's and, and I'm I, I understand it's gonna be part of it, and we're obviously gonna tackle some politics, but I'm I will be honest, it's been getting to the point where I'm just kinda of over it. I'm just kinda of over it. I think I can see the writing on the wall what's going to happen with our current leadership, and I think a lot of people can, and I, I just think it's I don't know. Bumming me out. It's bumming me out. Uh, We have a list here, and I didn't make it. And uh, um, and this is this is a little tongue in cheek here because I don't necessarily you know intend to make this, but I have a list of the most famous people from all of uh, all of the Ohio counties.
1: All the 88 counties. All the 88. Obviously, don't have enough time to hit all 88. No, and honestly, probably most of the counties, you'd be like, "Who is that person? (laughs) What what are Uh, we talking about here?" A lot of them.
0: I didn't. I forgot. Like some of these, I knew and maybe had forgotten. Obviously, Paul Newman, the fa- most famous person from Cuyahoga County. I feel like that's fair. Well, Paul Newman, pretty famous, damn good actor. Uh, you know, did a lot of good movies. Was in some of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, that guy. I mean, dude, he's good stuff.
1: Uh, I'm surprised that Halle Berry was born in Cuyahoga too. She was born in Bedford, I think. So oh, Paul Newman, way bigger. I would just say, if like the time right now, I mean, if if you ask general public, like, hey, name a Paul Newman movie, I, I, I feel this was like was the
0: news that did this. So maybe that maybe, might ha- that maybe. might add something to do with it. Maybe. That might have something to do with it. You're right in the sense. Of right now, she's obviously. Yeah. Although, what has she
1: been in? I, I mean, she just has a big name right now. Like the fact that she is who she is. I mean, she's a, she's a you know. uh he's got the food line in the grocery store. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. You know what? I don't know. I Paul Newman overall, I think bigger star. But given the current climate,
1: yeah, just based depending
0: on-, on where you collect the data. If we collected it online, I think you'd probably she'd probably run away with it. I um, but I don't know how they collected it. This was Channel Three that put this out. Um, as far as I know. And so like uh, Steven Spielberg born near uh, Cincinnati yeah, that's I knew the, that. the, yeah that's a source of pride obviously we love that Summit County should be very easy to figure out LeBron James is obviously going to be the most famous person he's probably the most famous person from Ohio uh, hard to argue with I mean uh, I mean Spielberg from here Paul Newman's from here
1: I mean, I guess we're getting into the conversation of what we just had, though. Of hairs, like, well, right. Well, but like, I mean, obviously LeBron is one of the biggest stars on the face of the planet today. There's no denying Globally,
0: that. Globally, probably bigger than all of them.
1: Bigger than Paul Newman, not even debatable. But if you're asking general public, if you're asking people of a certain age, right. I mean, I, I think LeBron, I would say, is pretty safe to say the most famous person that's ever come out of Ohio.
0: In Stark County, now, I know some of you are going to go, well, yeah, duh. But I honestly thought this was going to be a football player. I really thought I was like it'll be somebody tied to football or for someone like that. Yeah, it'll that. be somebody tied to football, and they they claim that Marilyn Manson is the most famous person to come from Stark County. And I'm not going to knock it. I love Marilyn Manson, always have, even before like the word spread that he was from Ohio. Because really, his musical career broke out of Florida, and so like you didn't know he was from Ohio until like the album started to like catch traction. And uh, I've always been a huge fan. I've always been a little bit of a head-scratching of, like, I get that you day part records, so maybe you keep Manson Records off of The Morning Show, maybe a little heavy for some of that, but, like, why Kramer doesn't play Marilyn Manson is beyond me. the guy grew up in our backyard, and we don't, I, I, that's, I don't know. To me, that's always seemed crazy. But he's obviously a big deal, and very few musicians tap into that Your parents are afraid of it
1: Uh, anymore. Yeah, and so
0: that is now you. That's how he became a huge cultural icon purely on some of the hatred, and not a new idea. Obviously, straight stolen from Alice Cooper, and that's fine. Kissed, stole from Alice Cooper too. That's how music works. I'm totally fine with it, but. I think the last of the dying breath of that, right? Like, I don't know if you'll see that anymore because of, I mean, I just think we're becoming hardened to things that are supposed to shock us. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously every generation thinks that, and then right. here comes the next thing.
1: And the next thing comes out, and you're but, like, oh, my God, the children. Think of the children. I mean,
0: nobody's going any further past Gigi Allen. You know what I mean? So, like, right. we've kind of, we've kind right. of already seen right. all
1: this stuff um but you repackage it in a new way and you 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 rebrand it it becomes it. scary again again yeah. right it becomes scary to a new generation of people so like i uh i, I certainly take my hats off to uh, Marilyn manson the guy uh the guy was able to uh, a talented musician but i don't feel like a super talented musician not in particularly great at any one thing but was able to turn himself into a cultural icon just on who he was yeah I mean, I'm laughing because by ripping off everything Trent Reznor did. Yeah, right, but I mean, Trent Reznor, <laughs> yeah. KISS, Alice yeah. Cooper. I mean, you can go back on him. And Trent and Marilyn
0: were really good friends. I mean, they both lived together in the basement of the Agora. Like, dude, there's Polaroids in the Agora of those dudes laying naked in bathtubs. Like, dude, weird stuff was happening in the basement of that building when those two lived there. Nobody actually, at the time, I don't think people knew they were living there. It's... Dude, music was weird back in the day man just, It was just weird man I uh I obviously love Manson That's a, I remember I've told this story before I saw Dick Goddard at a Marilyn Manson show He was like sitting at the soundboards at CSU And the whole crowd just started going, Dick! 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 And sure enough he turns around Gave the fist in the air And the whole, the whole place went nuts He was standing there with a beautiful young woman I don't know if it was his wife, daughter, whatever But she was beautiful They put her on the big screen God, that show is so good. Manson gets up there, starts ripping out pages of the Bible, people freaking out. Dude, when I think about the fact that he came out of here and that this is a little bit more of a religious town than some other towns in Ohio, there's no denying that that played a role in his and, you know, and him wanting to be an instigator. With like Antichrist superstar and like that obviously fed into that. And
1: and he was like, damn, dude, these how ang- much money can right, I make? These angry, pissed off 13-year-old white boys, they will buy my ish up. I'll dude, I'll yeah, I'll say I'm the devil. They'll buy it. I'll, I'll I'll just say I'm Satan. It'll work. Antichrist, yeah, put that on it. Now just
0: make me fat and a, like a Nazi and put me in a motorcycle show. That'll do it. But I dude, Marilyn's awesome. He is. So wait a minute, we have it? I bet we did that, right? I bet we're the ones that put that in there.
1: What's your favorite Manson song? Uh tough to call. Um, I, uh, I really did like uh, that first album. I was in middle school, so it was just a oh, perfect, that first album was so good. It was just a perfect time for me. Obviously, "Sweet Dreams" is probably like the um, what do I want to say? The pick of the hits. If I'm gonna pick, if I'm gonna yeah. pick the hits, but even uh, the Dope Show. If if I'm gonna pick from those, Dope Show was good too.
0: Yeah, I'll take Rock is Dead. Rock is Dead, good. I love Rock is Dead. Gimme, I don't like the drugs. I like that song a lot. And I'm going to go, actually, I think it was two albums after that one. And it was a song that was on the radio for like three months, and then you never heard it again. But Disposable Teens oh, that was good. is a song by Marilyn Manson that I love.
1: He was damn good, dude.
0: Actually, he had a song off his album from 2016 called "Deep Six.
1: That was good. We New we Turb Tuesday that one. Deep Six, we did. Deep Six was awesome. That, I love that song. That there was another song that we got off that album for New Turb Tuesday. Huh. My
0: short-term memory's not any good. I wonder. I wonder what happened there. where it go? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder, where, I wonder where I fell down on the job on that. Uh, as I told you, we're going to stay politically free. I do have one Trump story at seven o'clock. Politics, baby. I do, but it's but it's something we all do. He's choosing not to do it, and I, I, he, he's missing an opportunity that at seven o'clock. And more stands Show next. Hang on.
1: On Rock 106.9
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9 8.30, we'll pass out some Sammy Hagar tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino June 24th. You hear shop local a lot. I like to bank local. That's why I've been banking with CSE, Federal Credit Union. 100% local since the beginning. Not going to change anytime soon. I was just telling Fantone, I have bill pay via my CSE app now. Like, you know, I, I know you can go online and kind of do this stuff, but I can just pull my phone right out of my pocket, send my rent in. I love that. I also am paying no ATM fees with my new CSE debit card. It's awesome. Like, I think it's like 35,000 ATM machines that I get for free. It's awesome. They have a bill. Uh, they actually, right now, their balance transfer offer is fantastic. You're going to take all your credit card debt, move it over to a CSE Visa card, pay a lower APR. Pay down your debt, fix your credit, start being able to afford things you want, A nicer car, then happens, house happens, is here to help you out. Check them out online, csefcu.com. Okay, we were, before the break, talking about the most famous people from uh, all the Ohio counties. And, uh, you know, we gave you Cuyahoga County's Paul Newman, Stark County Marilyn Manson, Summit County, obviously, LeBron James. And then I forgot to give you T-County.
1: T-County kicked the dust up one uh, time,
0: T-County, dude, hugely in, uh, you know, the Stansbury Show Bandcamp. They, You know, we're we're big down there, and we're happy to have you guys. We love you guys. Right, right. Bolivar, what's going on? We love you guys. Right,
1: put a dipper in one time. Get the thing stuck. Come out.
0: We're huge fans. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, T-County, I didn't know this. You put a legend into the world. Daytime? (laughs) Not daytime. It is not daytime entertainment. No. But, I, I mean, seriously, do T-County put a legend in the world? Who? Cy Young. The award's still named after Jeez. the guy. I do not know of, Cy Young was a... Out uh, of T-County. Kick the dust up. 511 wins in the major leagues, winning more than any other pitcher. The incomparable Young set several records that stood for decades and left such an imprint on baseball that the award was named after him. He was born in Gilmore. Kick the dust, still. So, T County, dude, that's source of pride that there, Cy Young. That's a source Young. of pride. That is. I mean, that's a big uh, deal. Yeah,
1: yeah, dude. It, I mean, I'm sure it makes up for all the, uh, for all the drug problems and the economic woes and all the issues down in T County. It's all good. Who cares? Cy Young's from here. I,
0: Kick the dust, still. Well, I, I'll tell you why I find it interesting. It's okay. that for an area so known for its football. Right that one of the most famous baseball players of all
1: time is from here, too? I mean, we're talking about Cy Young. You're right. right. It's not like we're talking about just some random pitcher. Right. right. I mean, the, your, the award is still named after him. It
0: that. would be one thing if it were Nolan Ryan. Even that would be like, wow, dude, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that that guy threw hard, and he was great and all that. But when it's like the most famous pitcher of all time, yeah, being impressive. known for your football, and then all of a sudden here comes one of the best baseball players ever, that's impressive. Dude, Ohio, nice stuff. Well Take done. the dust stuff. Dude, up. Paul Newman, go. old blue eyes from here. Go. I got to tell you, dude, Ohio's all right. No wonder I can't get
1: famous in this goddamn state. No wonder. big into the Paul Newman camp. I didn't know, dude. I didn't know you were such a, uh, a fan of the dressings and oh, the Oh, dude,
0: and Paul so. Newman did two movies that I absolutely love. Might be in my all-time top ten, which are the, uh, the Hustler and The Color of Money. I grew up, I dude, I kind of worked in a pool hall, so I kind of got that obsession. You know what I mean? That whole thing, and I'm, I'm actually... A, I mean, I'm a much better pool player than I am golfer, for sure. That just, I kind of, my dad kind of took me to like a bowling alley where he met my mom actually as a kid, and uh, and he showed me how to play once, and I, I, it was one of those things I picked up and was good at the the first time I did it.
1: Well, and that's why, uh, that's why. Well, why aren't you still doing that? Why aren't you like a pool hustler? Now? I, uh, like, why, well, aren't you, why aren't
0: you going? in you know, and doing I, the. I mean, I did for a little while, okay. and you can, uh, and honestly, you can find me at Fiddlesticks occasionally. There you go. I do hang out there. There you go. I will hang out there from time to time. Honestly, the winter's been so good, though, that I've been playing golf and I've been at the driving range. You know what I mean? I I expected uh, more snow, more cold there. I do want to make you aware of this. Apparently, this happened the other night uh, out of Perry Township where a man who lives uh, over on Cedar Knoll there was taken to Altman uh, the other night by police to be evaluated. Apparently, a female relative called 911 from inside the home regarding some disturbing behavior. Uh, officers responded around 5 o'clock in the afternoon to the residence. The man barricaded himself inside for more than uh, two hours, they say. Eventually exited, peacefully not injured. That part's good. The woman called 911, also unharmed as well. Uh, The chief then declined to say Wednesday night why exactly the man who was uh, around 50 was transported to the hospital but noted he had several issues. They then go into the home, search it, and they found what is being described as a simplistic, inoperable, and non-electrical device. That, to me, sounds like already blown up grenade. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the grenade shell. I know if you go to, like... Uh, like those army surplus stores, you can buy those things and people use them as paperweights and stuff. It kind of sounds like, I don't know that for sure, but that kind of, that's what that sounds like to me. It was uh, decided that that device was not a threat to anyone's health or safety. And uh, it was not illegal to possess in the condition it was found. That's again, another description that leads me to believe we're talking about already, you know, exposed grenade there. Uh, but that's obviously. I mean, do they had SWAT out there and everything else? So luckily, the guy's probably gonna get the help he needs and all that, because that's a you know it's a dangerous situation.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, y- y- you as a first responder don't know the situation that you're finding yourself in, and to to include what could be an explosive device, you know, I mean, like it's bad enough when you have to worry about like, hey, who's is someone gonna shoot at me? But like a bomb, like a grenade, like something that's going to explode. I mean, that dude understand why SWAT was was called. Get in the
0: there. bomb squad out there. Make sure everybody's all right, dude. One of our listeners named. Ethan just sent me yeah. like uh just sent me the headstone of Cy Young and he says, dude, this guy dude, Cy Young's buried right next to his grandparents. Jeez. That's kinda cool. That is pretty That's cool. kinda cool.
1: T County, one time. You know
0: what? Honestly. My grandfather's buried somewhere down here. I remember my grandmother made me go when I was a kid, and it felt like it felt like we needed passports because I was like nine and we're driving down here from like Garfield. I was like, Jesus, where are we going? And I, I remember that's like the only time I've ever – you know what? I'm going to call my mom and find out where yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. You might want to make Yeah, that, I'm going to uh, call – it's probably somewhere in New Philly. That's where he was from. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to call my mom and try to find out where I can find that. I would like to go there. And uh, and check that out. Sorry, I don't know why I'm getting all involved in that. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I know I said I was gonna try to stay politically free today. I know I said it. And, uh, but Donald Trump isn't doing something, and I don't know why. This is very simple. Just do it. It would uh, it would lend yourself to the other side, and it's not going to hurt you at all to do it. And he just refuses. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9.
1: Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9.
0: And welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I switched what I wanted to say. Yeah, we're we're here. Did you what? notice that? <laughs> <Man>, I <give me laughs> yeah, switched that. what I was going to say mid-sentence there. It's all right. Welcome back to the program. Here 830 are, is when you're going to get hooked up with Sammy Hagar tickets. That show coming, Hard
1: Rock Roxino, official show sponsor of the Stan'sbury Show. By the way, Shh, dude, the Roxino just constantly knocking it out of the park, dude. I'm just telling you. I mean, just like doesn't matter what format you're into, they're bringing legends into a small, intimate venue. Go get your tickets right now. So we'll do
0: that at 8:30. I can't really give you all the details as of yet, but from what I understand, we are circling the drain on finalizing a St. Patrick's Day broadcast. From what I hear,
1: we're pretty close.
0: Were we out last
1: year? Yeah. Yeah. Weren't we at at, uh, uh, TD's last year, the new one? You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I've heard
0: rumors on where we're supposed to be. I've emailed management this morning and asked if we're finalized and asked if I can announce, I have not been given a response yet. So, I mean, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying it's 7 o'clock in the morning. The guy might not even be awake yet. Oh my god. I will, yeah, dude, St. Patrick's Day is a rough day for me. I'm shippin' at the Boston! I do. I, got, I, like, I gotta, like, shine it on and pretend like
1: I love this stuff. I, I Shillelaghs!
0: Yeah, all Lucky of it's, charms! My hatred for St. Patrick's Day does come from the radio business, though. It wasn't like this something I've always hated. It's just when I was working in the promotions department, and we used to have to go to Dick's Last Resort every year. That's not even there anymore. But I used to have to shove, like, an 80-pound engineering, like, equipment, like, up a hill. Like, it was brutal. We weren't allowed to drink. Everybody's hammered. Oh, it was awful. It, I mean, being a promotions person, if you, like, if you see radio stations out and you see a promo person, be nice as hell to them. They're working 18 hours that day and
1: not being paid. Did you uh, Did you ever have to, like, count the Lucky Charms or count the marshmallows yes. in a box of Lucky Charms? Yes. Like, all right, now we're going to guess who, how many marshmallows are in here. Fanto, the intern, he counted them all. Like, God damn it, my life sucks. Now look at it. It's glorious. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, out the Boston. I always say sometimes you got to do what you have to before you can do what you want, and that was definitely a part of my life where I had to do what I what I had to versus what I want. Now I get to do what I want, which is talk about this, and I can't believe this. This is such an easy win. This is such an easy win, and this guy refuses, and I don't get it. We say whatever you want about the political, you know, climate in this culture right now, but right. what
1: it is is divided. We're divisive. Right. That's just the way it is. And I think we all at this point are starting to either. I don't know if it's accepted or embrace it or enjoy it or what it is. But I feel like there's to an extent like it's just people are doubling down on it. Nobody even wants to say like, well, you know, I, I make room for your point of view or I see why, you know, you feel that way. I feel differently, but I understand why you do. Nobody even wants to do that. You, like,
0: I, I, you know, there there used to be this sentence. That got said all the time in conversation. And I mean, every conversation you would listen to, you would hear this one sentence and you never hear it anymore. Oh, I never looked at it that way. Like, you
1: never hear that anymore. Well, and that's the thing, is we really do have to remember that, like, your political beliefs, they are what they are, no matter who you are. And they're but, more close to, it's like three issues that make people go crazy. Uh, people are going to have different life experiences, different perspectives, different, you know, uh, circumstances that have happened in their life where they are going to feel differently about things. And that's okay. It should be okay. But, I mean, I once think. upon a time, really what it boiled down to is, like, well, you don't talk about politics at the dinner table because you don't want to offend anybody. At this point, in 2017, it's okay to talk about politics politics at the dinner table, because the only people you invited to your dinner are people that agree with you politically. It's not even like, hey, that's true. You know what I mean? It's not even that's like, true. There's, there's no there's no like, oh, no, of course I'm not inviting a Republican I, I just- or. Well, really, what happens now is I found
0: this article and it proves you're an idiot like and that and it's like that's not what's supposed to happen. That's not what's supposed to happen. Anyway, I, I don't want to get bogged down in all that, because I, like I said, I just feel like we're losing a little bit of the fun nature and uh, I was listening back to a, uh, you know, a few of our shows yesterday. I was like, all very good, all very interesting, losing a little bit of that fun nature. But this is a Trump story. He refuses to do it, and I don't, I can't figure this out. This is such an easy way to score points with both sides of the aisle. Show a little bit of your jovial side so people can be like, a little less afraid of you. And this is something your predecessor was amazing at and that you could take a page out of. And that is Trump's not going to fill out an NCAA bracket for March Madness. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a big deal to a lot of you. I know some of you more politically driven people are like, Who cares? He's got to run the country! I get it. And ultimately, you are right. Okay? But Barack Obama was fantastic at this. Now, he was a basketball fan, but it's on record that Trump is a huge sports fan. It's on record. Right? Right? Why don't you just do this thing that everyday Americans do, it normalizes you, the last guy was amazing at it, and Donald, you could even, this is where you could start to earn favor from the other side by doing something as simple as this. Yeah, I'm going to fill out a bracket, but I got to tell you, this is the one spot where Barack Obama's going to beat me. His knowledge of college basketball far exceeds mine. I'll try to do the best I can. Oh, my God, he said something nice about Obama. See, he's not the worst. Oh, he's doing this thing that everybody in my office does. He's just like me. You're losing that over nothing.
1: Is it because Obama was such a basketball fan and he's like, eh, F Obama. I'm trying to build a little separation there. Well,
0: then that's the wrong thing. That's wrong. I'm I'm sorry. Not that it's evil or anything, but it's short-sighted. This is a way where you can build an audience. We like it when these... What was George... Why was George Bush popular? Because he drank Bud Light like you and I did.
1: And I mean, I don't think like... I don't know if this actually like turns into like, hey, this is going to change the tide or anything... Um, but at the very least, you're right. It humanizes, and it's not that big of an investment. You know what I'm saying? Did Obama really fill out and like look at the bracket and say, "Oh, who's this going to win?" Who's this? No. I'm sure there was some like intern who was like, "Hey, here you go, President. Here you go. Will you sign this? Yes. Okay. It, you you have a five minute interview with CBS about it. You can talk about this issue. This issue. you know what I mean? Like, it takes ten minutes to do. This. Not even, dude. Just
0: and like I say, this is something everyday average Americans do. And you could earn some of that, that thing that you get from that. And you could have tipped your hat at the last guy. So people, I don't know, maybe stop calling you a racist. Maybe stop calling you a bigot. And then, Donald, what you can do then is double down on your politics. See, when they like you, they don't care what you do. Dude, Barack Obama bombed the living crap out of that region. Nobody cared. Because they liked him. You bum the hell out of that region They're gonna call you bloodlusty And like all that stuff And you're just You're foaming at the mouth for a war Because they don't like you That's why I mean I hate to say it like that But you gotta sing and dance a little
1: You have to well, as the president, a part of your job, a part of your responsibility, you know, it's setting the tone of the nation. It's kind of doing that. And it, that is like being a part of real life, everyday American things that we do. Watching the Super Bowl, filling out an NCAA bracket, having a two for 25 at Applebee's. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, I know that all sounds like uh, it's everyday American things, things that people take for granted. What we do. Right. We are. I mean, that's why when you see like presidents go out to eat and they, they go to five guys, it's like, oh, my God, I've been to five guys, too. Can you believe that? It's that's exactly right because like what I'm saying is, do people's politics aren't that
0: different? I'll prove it to you. Hillary Clinton was anti-gay marriage as late as 2013. Said it in speeches, t- talking points, backed it up with facts and data that she had. She's no more inclusive than Donald Trump is. That's what I'm always saying. Stop pretending you know these people. But Donald, here was a moment where you could have you could have done it. Is it going to switch everything all the way to the other side and everybody's going to love you? No. But, like, it was said in that movie Finding Forrester. It's like praying. What's it hurt? It doesn't hurt anything. I just, I don't understand, like, his rigidness of these things. Hey, the American public's going to love this and they're, they're going to think it's going to be a thing. And my bracket and who I pick will be circulated around. And so all the stories won't be about all these awful things I'm doing? I mean, it's just short side. I've never seen anything like it. It's just such an easy way to earn some, like, goodwill between all sides and all that stuff. But I'm not doing it because Barack Obama was awesome at it. I can't. Phantos, right. That's exactly why. Well, I mean, F.D. was really good at it. I'm not doing it. I think it's a mistake. It's not going to get him impeached or anything. It's not the biggest deal in the world. But there's there's moments there where you can earn... A little bit of, oh, all right, maybe he's not so bad. And he just refuses to do it. And I, I can't I can't make sense of that. I just can't. Ladies, you want to think real long and hard before you turn a guy down on a second date. I'll give you that next on Rock
1: 106.9. This report is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Bray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, and happy to announce, we are officially a go. I can give you the information on our St. Patrick's Day party. Really? Yes, I can. Okay. I have the information. I can give it to you right now. March the 17th, 6 to 10 a.m., we will broadcast live for the second year in a row at the Tilted Kilt. So we'll see you guys there, St. Patrick's Day. Food was awesome last year. I'll tell you what. the hostess was awesome last year, too. We'll see uh, We'll see how that works out. I, uh, Dude, what a great place. Uh, women are dressed. I mean, dude, the guys are in kilts, and I understand it's like the whole thing about the restaurant. Like, that whole thing has always been a little weird to me, a little strange to me. But, uh, you know, I, I understand it's part of the motif there. But we will be there. 6 o'clock in the morning. St. Patrick's Day. What a good location. Friday, too. Fantone already looked. That's a Friday. St. Patrick's Day and a Friday. Good Lord. We're all going to be hammered. Sounds appropriate. I like it. You know, here's the thing about that. There's somebody else back at the radio station running the board, and technically, we're allowed to drink them. You're just not allowed to be inebriated running the board. Like, technically, Fantone runs the board. I could sit here and get hammered every day. But I'm sure as hell not giving my boss that reason to fire me. Nope. Nice try. But it'll be fun. Do some shots with you guys, hang out. Uh, I haven't heard about prizing or anything like that yet of what we're giving away, what the hook will be to make you guys want to come hang out with us. It's us. It's us. Sure. You get to
1: hang out with us. I'm, I'm sure it'll be something. Prizes, tickets to shows, things like that. Yeah, Hot chick. No, know. nobody wants any of that. Stan's very I mean, fantastic. You know no. how
0: radio stations do. It'll be a flat screen or a trip to Cabo. Flat or like, screen. You're <laughs> we'll, heading to rock out of the rage. Maybe we'll, you'll take a kilt, girl. Well, we'll yeah, it'll, it'll be something like that. But March 17th, second year in a row, tilted kilt up there in Belden Village. Happy to have those guys on board. And uh, that'll be a fun time. I love going out. The show's a little harder to do, um, and you know we change it a little bit at that point, point. and because uh, it's well, not always appropriate for everybody. And uh, but it's a little different to do. But I always like going out. One of my favorite parts about my job is meeting other people. I'm very inquisitive. I like finding out about you and finding out what makes you tick and what you do for a living and why you find us to be interesting. <laughs> I like, I like, I like finding all that stuff out. So March 17th will be at the Tilted Kilt. Six A.M. till 10 A.M. I already been. I've just been hit up on Twitter, and for the third year in a row, I'm taking a vacation day so I can show up. St. Patrick's, let's
1: get it? I wonder if we're gonna do Stansberry Show pint glasses again. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get something going. People were fans of those. That'll be. Uh, that'll be on the list of like. All right, now you're going to rock on the range. You get a glass. The tilted kill girls will be there. It'll all be a hook. You guys will get stuff yeah. out of this. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Man.
0: All right, so I talk about uh, the misadventures of my dating life a lot, right. and uh, dating right now is a very uh, you know, tricky thing, yeah. because uh, depending on who you go out with, women are very different these days, and let me tell you what I'm talking about. Let me give you an example of what okay. I'm talking about. All right. While I was younger, no woman would have ever said that me reaching for the check was too old world thinking and sexist and keeping her and her role or any of this stuff, it would have just been like, oh, thanks for dinner. Like that would have been the thing. Are you
1: dealing with that on a regular
0: basis? Yeah, dude, this stuff happens a lot where women get really offended now. And But see, the problem is, is that not all women, obviously. And so like girls like my friend Heather, like she deals with this where guys want to split the check and she gets really annoyed by that. And I agree. I feel like, dude, if you ask a woman out to dinner, it's kind of on you to pay for that dinner. I really do. And maybe that is old world. I don't know. I always thought it was nice. I mean, if somebody spent 60 bucks on me to eat, I'd be like, hey, man, thanks for dinner. I don't view that as an assault on my gender. But, you know, I'm not a sissy. So there's this thing now that kind of happens where it's like, well, I don't know what to do. And it's getting trickier and trickier, and a man's kind of sick of dealing with it. And this goes the other way, actually, where Lucy Brown was 38 years old, and she started dating after one of her relationships came to an end, obviously, as everybody does. She went to POF to like kind of find like a new guy to date. All right, That's what people do now. I was just showing Fantone some horror pics of, uh, of POF, as a matter of fact, from last Jeez. night. Like, dude, some of these, bro- I, like, I don't understand. Well, I mean I don't understand dude when people look like that, I don't know how we got to 7 billion people.
1: Right, who, who, who's reproducing at this point? Dude, some
0: of those chicks are like downright like I mean it's awful. Now, now ladies, I know there's plenty of guys that look like that too.
1: All right, nobody yes. nobody's yelling at you. Your online dating options are probably going to be just as attractive or unattractive as the place that you reside. So like the thing with me is I'm like, yeah, well dude, of course there's a bunch of gross people on on on, on Tinder, but it's like, well, I mean I walk see. around and look. All
0: right, but here's the thing, you always say that, but I will say that I find that the that people are more attractive in person than i see walking around here than i ever see on those apps like that's so i i think there is a little bit like The bigger city you are, the more people are using it, of course I think the small we 're a pretty small city, and so I think that I think this is probably i 'm just going to guess i 'm betting this is one of those areas where people kind of marry their high school sweetheart a lot, and where you know or, or maybe the you know the woman you met in college and you kind of stay together forever and you kind of have kids you kind of do that whole thing and so like the only people that are looking to use this stuff right here are either really young, and i don 't even set that to my parameters because they don 't want to date me. Oh, and so like the people my age are just like the hanger Hans and so well I mean and I, point, worry, and I worry that the area is just not big enough for those apps to be
1: useful at this point if you're looking for people who are over the age of 40 you're going to have to what do I want to say here recognize what that really means you know what I am saying like there's going to be some people over 40 who you know either new back into the dating world and don't really understand like the norms of like hey this is how things go nowadays or people who never found love based on whatever reason whether that's a personal reason, a physical reason, or whatever. So yeah, it's gonna you know, there, there's there's going to be some uh, some bumps in the road, I guess.
0: Yeah. So it's been, you know it's been a thing. But this woman went out with a guy, and then he asked her out again. She says no, and he responds by sending her the bill on what he spent the first. time <laughs> And it wasn't the whole bill. He sent her a bill for her end. Sent her a bill for forty two fifty. Said this is your end. Took her out to a pretty nice restaurant, man. If it, was, I mean, if you're splitting that in half, I mean, eighty some dollars for dinner. Like that's, I mean. He obviously didn't two-for-25 it. I mean, he took her someplace halfway decent. This is, of course, silly, and you shouldn't do it, and nobody is guaranteed to go out with you a second time no matter if you went out with somebody once or not. Like, it's obviously silly and ridiculous, but this paying for dates thing is a very complicated thing right now because I understand there are a lot of women who feel like this, and it's probably valid, where it's like, well, I don't want a guy to pay for dinner because in the, in, in years past, that's kind of been like, well, I'm agreeing to sleep with you.
1: Well, right. And that's exactly what this the, the, kind of the point of this is, is that this dude thought hey, since I bought you dinner, you owe me something. Maybe that's why some women don't necessarily feel comfortable with, hey, you pay all the time, you pay all the time, because then I feel like as a woman, I'm indebted to you. I feel like you have expectations of what that half of that two for 25 meant to you, and like maybe that's why I would just rather pay my own way on dates.
0: I think she is going to refund the money.
1: I, I, this is very petty. I could never ask a woman. I tell that, that guy to go f himself. If I was her, dude, f right
0: off. I, I mean, I could never, I could never ask a woman for that kind of like for that kind of repayment
1: for that. Well, and I mean, like, how far down this rabbit hole do I go if I, I expected you to to go on a second date with me because I paid for the first date? What about when I've been dating you for three years and then you break up with me because you're sleeping with my best friend? And right. it, you know what I mean? And then did you have to pay all those dinner dates back Well, I thought I was going to marry you, and that was the turn and conditions of all these dates that we went on and all these things that i bought you no these are gifts that you give people that's what dating essentially is is that you're giving them the gift of this meal you're giving them that you don't get there's no terms and conditions of like well dude now you have to go out with me again where are you on like wedding rings um, I think the right moral thing to do is, of course, to give it back to the guy. Uh, of course, and 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 so he can make some of that money back. That's the moral, correct, right thing to do as a human being. But as if, as far as it comes to like the law, if you gave a chick a wedding ring or any ring, and and, and you break up with her, she breaks up with you. It was a gift. I, I mean,
0: see, Jimmy tweets and says, "I've been used so much for f- for uh, free food lately." Hashtag no free food twenty well. seventeen. Well, and th- th- let's let's be honest, there are people, and I'm saying. People, people, because men do this to women too, there are people who solely go out just because they want to be dying.
1: Of course. And you got to know that. Well, there's people who are in relationships right now just to take advantage of the other person. Well, I can live with them for free Uh, for two months. My buddy Marty
0: talks about this all the time, and he hits it right on the head. He's like, the fear of being alone for most people far outweighs the fear of being with the wrong person.
1: Uh, Yeah. And that is true. And that is totally
0: true. That's totally true, which is honestly, I don't, I'm not going to call it names, but you got to look in that. Otherwise,
1: real happiness will never be obtained. I knew a dude who I felt like throughout our 20s really did just live off of women in the Chicks. sense of, and, and, yeah. and he would date down just because he knew like, well, this chick will take care of me. You know what I mean? Like, she'll do my, she'll do my laundry. She'll pay the rent. She'll go to work. I mean, I can th- sit around, smoke weed and play video games all day. And the dude's a piece of crap. Like, there's no, no <laughs> question about that. I'm but- sure
0: women have this too, but it's like the guy. Guys do know the uglier girl I date, the more things she's going to buy me. Right. Like that's, I mean, there, there is a truth, there's truth to that, but women do it too. That's why do you think young girls date 65 year old guys with boats? If that dude didn't have that boat, she wouldn't want a 65 year old guy. She likes his credit card. She doesn't like him. You know what I mean? The only difference is, is that men kind of know it and they accept it and they're like, well, I don't care. I just want to bang somebody whose body's still tight. Like that that's just kind of how it works. That's why men, that's why they chase that money. You know, I always say it. I always go back to Dave Chappelle. Dude, guys would live in a cardboard box if they could get laid in it, but they can't. Men don't care about houses. Women do. Women like security. That's why a man buys a house. Chappelle was right about that. He was absolutely right about that. I, Dude, I would. I don't care about possessions at all. But like he said, you buy a Porsche because it's like, gotcha, bitch, which I got to tell you says a lot about that, our fairer sex. I believe it does. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, we get called out for all the crappy things we do and you guys never do. So I, I, I it's very tough now though. Like when the bill comes though, I'm always like, uh, like legitimately phantom while on a date with a woman that I don't know, I will legitimately ask questions that lead me down the path to find out what kind of person she is. So when the check comes, it doesn't get awkward.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say is, I mean, prior to dating someone, I mean, I don't know how many blind dates you're going out on, but you have some sort of, you have some sort of a a repertoire with them before you like go out and spend money. Right. You're not just like randomly saying, Hey, you want to come with me right now? Like you got to have some sort of like rep, you know, you know, somewhat she's, what she's like. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm hearing from Twitter that single women our age are one of two things. They're broken or they have three kids. Guess what? That's true. of The, the guys, guys too.
1: Yeah. Well, you think that's not you? <laughs> you think <laughs> you honestly right. think that's not you? Whoever I, tweeted that in? Like, you got to give it
0: to me, dude. I got self-awareness. I always say I have come very, on. I have very good self-awareness. I talk about this all the time. I'm single at my age because of what's wrong with me. It's like, I always used to joke. I'm like, it's a decision I'm making. Uh, uh, uh. And it kind of is, but it's... It 's also a decision that I make because it's like well i don't know I, dude, am I capable of that i don 't know because of a being broken, and so like that 's true of women for sure, but it's true of people, I think on a much larger scale i uh i I thought that was very I, I thought that was very interesting you can 't send somebody a bill for <laughs> the money you spent on them out of date that's funny all right, the world 's most hated band exchanged weird tweets. With one of our favorite celebrities Super strange, we'll get into that next Hank
1: 106.9
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 If you missed the announcement, we're going to be broadcasting live March 17th for St. Patrick's Day Out at the Tilt to Kilt 6A to 10A There Four hour live broadcast for St. Patrick's Day Second year in a row at the Tilt to Kilt That'll be good times It's not a
1: Friday dude, I feel like that's going to get out of control I'm not going to lie to you It'll be a good time do need to remind you to check out High Voltage Indoor Carding
0: out in Medina? Minutes off the square, located in the old Foundry building. They're doing leagues now and they've kind of adopted the fantasy football model I uh High Voltage has. You don't have to sign up for the entire year league. You can kind of like drop in, drop out. I believe it's Tuesday nights. Find out more information, highvoltagecarding.com. That's voltage carding with a K.com. Or 333 thousand is the phone number to reach High Voltage Indoor Carding. High-performance indoor electric go-karting, fastest karts in the business. They're quick, dude. Real fast. Fantone knows, uh, well, firsthand because Team Fantone beat Team Sansbury in the Sansbury Show Cup out at high-voltage indoor karting. Did not like it.
1: You come around one of those corners and you let the thing rip, dude, those things get moving. They do. It's fast,
0: man. It's fun stuff. I, I told Fantone, because I had been a couple of times before you went, said, when you get out of there, man, your arms are going to feel like a little bit of a workout. And they did. Yeah. Check them out. HighVoltageCarding.com. So I have a tweet exchange here between um, uh, what is the world's least favorite band, Nickelback, okay, and one of the world's favorite actors, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The governor there. Uh, Schwarzenegger says, "When Congress is less popular than herpes and Nickelback, how do ninety-seven percent of them get reelected? Gerrymandering." And then he posts like a video, right? And Nickelback responds and says, "We're big fans." Approval rate this. Batman and Robin, please leave us out of your future.
1: Jeez. Please
0: leave us out of your future wisdom drops. Thank you, governor. So Arnold writes back. It says That's ice cold. I hope, I hope we can agree that we need a freeze on gerrymandering, guys. Thanks for the reply. And then they responded back and said, "Well played, sir. Respect."
1: Um, we talked about the five worst Batman movie moments, uh, and the video's up at WRQK.com. dot com. The the, the Governor being Mister Freeze, I dude. Even as much as I love Batman movies, I'll will defend any of them. But it was bad, dude. It was like it was. I
0: mean, dude. That's a, that's a little bit of removal from your statement the other day. You know, it was the '90s, and you know that was like well, the way the comic books looked. That is,
1: I'll stand up for that. But Arnold's performance, the 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 the, the chill jokes, the freeze jokes, your. Going to be on ice. That's Joke. ice cold. It was doing, uh, ice cold. It was bad. Dude. I mean, that part of it was bad. It's funny, man. I thought Uma Thurman was good in that, that movie, *Poison*.
0: Oh, dude, Uma Thurman would be great if they just—I mean, not that she's a bad actress, but
1: better to look at than to be heard. Um, how? Okay, so I think Arnold has a point there. Of like, Congress is unbelievably. Unpopular, but nobody feels like they're doing a good job. Because nobody
0: cares about voting
1: for that. Yet they still all continue to get in. And all right, there's a point to be made. People lose
0: their passion to vote, like the less important they view it.
1: Right, and that's why local elections don't have nearly as many votes as as, nobody cares about mayor. They care about the president. Um, and okay, well gerrymandering, you know, there's an issue or whatever. But like, how did herpes? end up more popular than anything. Are he, is he saying more people have herpes or is he saying they're popular? Because I don't think even people who have herpes are like, yeah, dude, it's popular. It's posh. It's good. It's I, I, I think he was just
0: saying that these things suck and you know, Congress is viewed worse than that. It, 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 I, I, believe, I don't believe Arnold has herpes stats on our our happiness with them. I mean, just so you know, I think it's one out of four sexually active people have it. That's the stat. Now, that stat, I remember from a a previous radio show that I've done. As a matter of fact, I listened to it yesterday. uh, And that stat was, that's about seven years old now, that stat?
1: So it could be more. Yeah, I was going to say, when you consider what herpes are and the fact that you don't get rid of them, it's probably increasing. By the day, yeah. And uh, actually, we have state STD rates. Maybe we'll
0: we'll cram that in before the end of the program. I'm glad you didn't say we have herpes. I was like, no, dude, don't say that. What are you telling
1: these people what things are? But I do
0: have the numbers on like STD rates, you know, via states, you know, per state there. And uh, if we have enough time, maybe we'll cram that in here. I do have something I, we need to get into at eight thirty, where I was yeah. wrong. You all were right, and I know I've pissed so many people off with my opinion on this. Okay. And so many people have been like, "I'm never listening ever again because you hate this." And so it's like, okay, so I've been I I have now data that says that my opinion on something was wrong, and I'm not afraid to admit it. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like remember the day after the election, we came in here and we said, well. Kinda got that one, wrong. <laughs> kinda got that one wrong there. The math told us one thing; woke up to a whole other thing. We're not afraid to do that. Eight is when you get that. And uh, there's a video online at wrqk.com that I think if you have children and you're sending them to school is going to disturb you. We're going to break that down for you. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to this Radio Show. Rock 106.9. 8.30. We'll hook you up with Sammy Hagar tickets. That show's June 24th. Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park. Also at 8.30. Uh, I was wrong on something, and I'm going to have to eat crow and walk it all the way back. And I know you guys like when that happens, so 8.30 is when we'll do that. Also, 9 o'clock. Pretty much the best reason. And I, and again, this isn't super political. But I have pretty much the best reason not to build a boulder wall at 9 a.m. I have it. No, we've seen proof of it. It's it's coming out of Arizona. Trust me, it's not going to be ultra-political, I promise you. 9 o'clock. We'll do that. Now, however, parents, this one I think is really going to piss you off. I do. Not me, not Fantone, but I think when you hear this, when you think about your kids... If this was happening, if this was being, if this was your kids that were involved in this, you would be really upset. And the video you can follow along is up for you at WRQK.com in the Stansberry Show section. And this is, there's a group of what if, and and, and I'm watching the video here. It looks like there's about eight teachers, right? looks about that. Eight teachers. They seem to be off campus. They're in a restaurant. And of course, somebody filmed them. Um, we don't know the origin of of the filming. We we looked into that. We don't know. Um, the audio is a little bit hard to uh, you know to follow along. I, I think if you're watching the video, much much easier. If we played it for you over the air, I'm not sure you'd be able to follow along as well.
1: It sounds like a busy bar, right. You know what I mean. And, and, you're gonna hear and plates and shot of, right. glasses
0: and that kind of stuff. Right. Probably going to be a little confusing to follow along. So we'll just kind of like you know lay it out for I Tell you what's happening here. Essentially, here's what happened. About eight teachers got together after school or whatever. We're in a restaurant. We're having a conversation. And sooner or later, the conversation lends itself to this game that we all play, which is marry, bang, and kill. Right? We've all kind of played this game. Right.
1: Now, we all normally play... Doesn't it feel like that was like ten years ago? And maybe it's because I was like twenty, and I was like, "Oh yeah, hey, which one of these waitresses would I do this for?" I just don't. I I I haven't even thought of of Mary Bang Kill in in I don't know years. I feel like I, I just feel like it's kind of a uh I don't know an early 2000s thing uh, to me. Um okay,
0: I, I mean I, I, you're right. I mean I didn't play it last week or anything, so right, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So right. I don't
1: know. And I mean, like, let's be real too. Is who's just like. <laughs> Who's just sitting around like, oh, you know what we should do is play Mary Bane Kill. If you're in high school and you're like, oh, dude, these chicks, oh, yeah, man. But, like, you're grownups. I, I, it just seems like a very um, uh, childish thing to do to me.
0: So I posted this yesterday at the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Ray Show. Right. And, uh, and I said, and, and this is my job now, is to kind of, like, write these taglines that make you want to click on something, right? right? So I wrote this as, you know, and you people think Common Core is the problem. Okay. And then I had a listener, dedicated one, and he's a good dude, kind of come after me and say, oh, what the hell, man? Why are you turning into one of these? Like, you know, when teachers can't get together after school and just kind of let off some steam, like, what's the big, you know, what's the big deal? And I said to him, I responded back and I said, dude, if there were audio tapes of me discussing minors that I wanted to have sex with. There would be an issue.
1: There should be an issue.
0: My boss would have an issue. He
1: should.
0: I would either, I would be suspended at minimum, fired at worst. I would would guess fired. Yes. I know there are guys who work for this company that can do whatever the hell they want. And they, they, you know what I mean? Bobby Bones can do, do Bobby Bones cost this company millions of dollars with a
1: mistake he made? He's on the air
0: today. They don't care. Guys like me,
1: they'll throw me right out. Bobby Bones, <laughs> Bobby Bones made a mistake. Right, it difference, wasn't sex. Right, difference between that and saying that there's children that I want to have sex. That's with. a big difference. A huge difference. That's a big, yeah. There is.
0: That, that, that's apples and like you know, you know melons. There. That's a that's a little bit different. And I will tell you that I don't have kids, so at first I was like, oh, well, and then I was like, well, wait a minute, dude, they're underage, like, you can't, you can't, and then not only that, so, like, we're concentrating on the banging, right, because that's awful, oh, my God, an adult banging a kid, and let's be honest, more than enough teachers bang kids, right, so, like, there's a thing there, so it's like, I don't know if the joke is really going to be great, how about the last one is kill? <laughs> How about the last one is kill? Right. right. Because let me tell you where this, because let's flip this a little bit, because this is the way I thought about it. Let's flip it. Let's make it a bunch of students in the lunchroom. Teachers, you want to marry, bang, or kill? I'm telling you right now, that is not going to be considered to be funny. They're going to look at that as a threat, as you actually might be thinking about killing your teachers. Welcome, right. welcome to the new world. Right. And you have to kind of now. You do. Like it's not like yeah, dude, I that mean, boys will be boys thing. I'm sorry, that's gone. The world
1: changes. If you find if you find a list of a, a of, of the teachers that your student wants to marry that they want to F and they want to kill, that's cause for a major concern. Get in there. here. Let's sit I,
0: down. Let's talk to you. Let's find out who you are. What's going on with you? I'm telling you, yeah, they're gonna examine it.
1: Rightfully so. Rightfully so.
0: And so I don't understand. Like if that's true, and as an educator, you should know that were true, then why would you not think Now, I know what somebody's going to say. I didn't know it was being recorded. That's fine. You didn't. But dude, you know you can't talk about banging your own
1: students, right, right? Right, 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 right. I mean, I mean, you know that. Yes, you have a gripe of while well, I was recorded, you know, without consent. Sure, sure, but that doesn't put the toothpaste Welcome back in the tube. To
0: twenty seventeen,
1: that doesn't put that doesn't like put things. You know, the, the words you said that doesn't take them away. Like you talked about, and I mean, let's talk about all three of those things. And and, and you know, the concept is is like, well, if I named three hot chicks, and you know, Stansberry, Jaden James, Phoenix Marie, and 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 Shyla Styles. Who do you want to? Marry who do you want to bang? Who do you want to kill? Oh, you kill Phoenix Marie. She's well, so well, annoying. Well, I mean, sure. and you marry Jaden James? <laughs> sure, uh, but uh, we're, we're dude, adults. I
0: would crawl inside Jaden James <laughs> the way Han did in the Tauntaun. I totally would. Well, I'm sure. Open up. Room. I'm sure there's room Open for up. it too. It's you warm as to, hell
1: in there. You wouldn't even have to use a lightsaber. You probably just crawl right in, dude. There's probably, probably just a just avoid void there for just you, swinging but, keys, strolling in there. But those are adults talking about adults. So all three of those. things... Things. Um you're right. Obviously killing, you know, your students or whatever not a joke. Effing your students. Not, not a, a joke. joke. But even the thought of like marrying one of your students, seeing one of your students as somebody who you would be able to spend your life with. Romantically. Right. Oh my God, I didn't even think about right. that one. Right. right. I didn't none even of get those, there. None of those three things are appropriate, appropriate from an adult to a child. None of those three things. And, and listen, this isn't to say like the teachers aren't going to talk about their students outside of the classroom. Of course they are. Of course they are. They're even going to talk ish about their students outside of the classroom. Oh, I wish I could smack that oh, little punk. This son of a bitch. Even this that. Little, this little brat. Honestly,
0: if. It Dude, if a teacher said to another teacher over like a meal, like, oh, my God, dude, that kid just drives me crazy. I want to smack him. Like, I would be like, "Okay, that's awful. It's unfortunate that we heard it, but it's a human feeling like that. That's like that. I don't think that wanting to strangle somebody doesn't mean
1: you will. Right. And and gallows humor is certainly a thing. You know, you're in there with those students every day and you're in there with those teachers every day. And of course, you know, that teacher knows that kid. And of course, you know, there's going to be times when you make jokes about, you know, like I said, you hate that kid. Oh, my God, I can't wait till he's out of my classroom. That's all fine. Even if they were cussing about kids or, or something like that. But once you start putting kids into adult situations, once you start talking about marrying them, banging them. Killing them. I So I'm being told that people all over have
0: dark humor, and that's okay if the if it's in their private time. Now I would say that 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 once upon a time that were true. It's not that's not true anymore. Like I know that's the way we want it to be, and believe me, I want it to be that way. Like I say this all the time about this business. As a matter of fact, all right, so I was listening to one of the older shows that I was on yesterday, right? I brought in my hard drive yesterday to make sure I have everything from the new show, went back and listened to the old show. I listened to 60 promos. 60. None of them could be on the air today. Those were promos that ran for 15 hours on the radio station as a, hey, listen to this tomorrow. You couldn't run not one of those today. The world has changed. I'll give you a perfect example. We're talking about minors, right? We're talking about banging minors. Howard Stern, in his studio, had a digital clock running down when the Olsen twins were effable. That was the word that was written on it. How long until they are effable? You could never. Never do that today. And it's because we have all of your opinions. Now you used to have to get really agitated, come to the radio station, sit down, write a handwritten letter. So you could take it and be like, you're legitimately mad about this. Where now we know everybody's first reaction to everything. And now people get in trouble. The world has changed. It's a check and balance and system over social media. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. We're not going back. That's what I know. And I think people need to be aware of the world that you live in
1: we, we all like to pick and choose our battles here too of like well no some people just have dark senses of humor in this situation that's what you want to say but if some girl got fired from subway for saying i hate subway so much on on facebook it, you're gonna be like yeah that bitch deserved to get fired who cares yeah but about here's her? the
0: thing i'm shifting on that now too given the fact that our president tweets the way he does nobody should be fired on twitter anymore nobody Given the fact that he tweets like that, nobody should be fired on Twitter.
1: When you are a teacher, you certainly know what you're signing yourself up into. There, it's
0: molding young minds, right. and parents are going to freak out in any generation. If you told, if you, there was tapes of you talking about the students in your class, you'd like to bang in any generation, parents were going to have an issue with that. You should that was never going to be a thing in like the sixties? Like, oh, okay. I mean, it was. That's not the way that was going to be. That kind of subject matter, while talking about kids that you're in charge of is, because what I'll tell you is, is is it blowing off steam? Absolutely. But it's also decision making. I blow off steam in this building all the time off the air, but Phantom will tell you I pick and choose when I do it. I pick and choose when those certain people are in the building. When I do it, I, I make sure it's like, there's, I'm still aware. My point is I'm still aware of what my surroundings are. I'm still aware of what the repercussions of my actions are. And I, I believe me, when, when I thought about this yesterday and I and I realized I was upset about it, it felt like a turning of the page to me because I felt like I was like, oh, my God, dude, like 10 years ago, I would have made jokes about this. Like I would have laughed at this. And so I don't know if that's all of us shifting and getting soft or if I'm just getting old and starting to respect situations more than I did. I think that's pro. it's probably a little column, a little column B there. But like I said, the audience's mentality has changed. I, I went back to the show, like, dude, I'm telling you, 60 promos yesterday, all hilarious. Dude, there was four employees of this building all around my cubicle yesterday, belly laughing. And everybody said, oh, my God, you could never get away with that today. Never. I mean, that's crazy. And when you think about the fact that my last year at that job was 2009, we're not talking forever and a day ago. <laughs> you know what I mean, this is like, this is like fresh rearview mirror stuff. The world's changed. And as I have to recognize that, those teachers have to recognize that. We all have to recognize that. All right. I have uh, stuck my heels in the ground. Mm -hmm. I've dug my heels in the ground on this. I've said I'm right. I know I'm right. And it turns out I'm wildly wrong. I'll give you that next on Rock 106. Show on
1: Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Sammy Hagar tickets here shortly. That shows June 24th. That's right. The Red Rocker, indeed. We'll, well pass it. those out. Uh, he's playing June twenty fourth. Hard Rock Casino. We'll get you hooked up here in a minute. All right. So I've uh, I've been on my hill about this for a while. Yeah. And I will admit that this is one of those things that, from time to time, I will exaggerates the wrong word, but I will definitely use this as a. All right, let's stick the finger in the side of people and try to piss you off a little bit. Okay. I will admit that that, I, that, that. that Yeah, that I will antagonize okay. this group of people. And so when I saw this study, I thought to myself, man, you've gone out of your way to piss these people off. You've gone out of your way to antagonize them. And now there's data that proves you wrong. So you know what? Don't, don't dug an eye from it. You mm-hmm. go back in there and admit when you're wrong.
1: Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I mean you can be one of those douchey radio dudes that just like hides the mistakes nope. and I'm like eh, no no nope. never happened no nope. it's like yes it did I can go back and listen to the podcast the com. Right. they're all there right. you got your own channel on iheart I can let's do it there
0: 24 7 heard by you
1: heard you say all that
0: stuff exactly
1: okay so what uh what this is this is
0: this is all about the vaping ah uh, vaping in the boys room vapors there uh you people get really <laughs> pissed at me about this and I've been very critical Critical. And I've been critical. And you know why? It's here's why I've been a little critical of it. Some of the names of some of this stuff is really stupid, like unicorn poop, and like all this stuff is like the name of these flavors. That's actually okay. a name of the flavor. I'm not making that one up. Okay. Unicorn poop is actually a flavor. And but then I realized, you know what? It's pretty hypocritical. Because you know who's got stupid names for stuff? Weedheads. Oh God! Uh, yeah, blueberry yum yums and oh, the kush, bro, and right. strawberry this, and orange this, and cantaloupe right. this, and it's just so goddamn annoying. I tell my dude, I tell my we dealer, dude, I don't want to know stupid names. Is it good? I, dude, if I can smell it before you take it out of your pocket, here's the money. Right,
1: here's $150 <laughs> worth. I don't care what it's called. Just just, just give me whatever dude, this buys me.
0: Here's what I want it to be called. Right. Mine. Right. Give it to me. Right. That's, See you that, later. That's what weed needs to be called. Mine. And that's it. <sighs> no. And so, like, I've yeah. always felt like since I can call out people who kind of have my, like, little hobby there for the stupid stuff that's inside of that, that's why I've always felt like I can kind of point the fingers at people who vape and be like, dude, that's kind of queer.
1: Well, um, you know. Oh, I, my God. He said queer. Like, I, it's negative. I think there's Plenty of um, oh my God. Uh, examples you can come up with of like, hey, this is why I don't vape. But I think a part of the reason for you and I, I know you've talked about this in the past. And often when Stansberry starts yelling about stuff and I'm yelling at me, he'll, right? He'll yell at you and it will be like, no, you're effing this up and your life sucks because of this. And really, he's yelling at himself. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm thinking back about a situation in my life where I was doing what I'm yelling at you for, and I'm really yelling
1: at me. Probably took me about a year to figure that out, maybe six months to a year. And I'm like, God, why is this idiot screaming at me? I hate that. <laughs> what is he doing? And then I'm like, oh. Oh, he's he's working out his own issues there. And I think that's what you do a little bit with vaping. And I know I'm not saying like, dude, you're jealous of vapors, but I know you miss smoking at your core. I do, too. At the end of the day, it's, yes. in, it's impossible not to.
0: It's it's four years now It's four years in January since I've smoked a cigarette. January the 20th there.
1: And I I think vapors get off with quitting cigarettes, half ass kind of in your mind. And that makes you furious.
0: Well, they didn't quit. And that's what kind of makes me in my mind. They didn't quit. Okay. I, I feel like that's transference.
1: Sure. Sure. But I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily always a negative thing. You know what I mean? Like, if I can, if I can continue to enjoy, uh, the, 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 the ritual of smoking, the, the nicotine, if I can continue to enjoy those things without having to actually smoke and smell like cigarettes and all the negative things that come with that, I think you, I think you get pissed at them that like, I want to be able to do something kind of like that, but I can't.
0: Okay, I I, I don't know that you're wrong, okay? And so, like, that's obviously going to take a little bit more time for me to look inward to find Mm -hmm. out if that's true or not. So I won't automatically dismiss it because I I know I will from time to time do that. So maybe that's what's happening here in in this particular situation. I'll make room for that. Researchers led by Lion Shahab, a health uh, psychologist uh, at a university college in London, tested the saliva and urine of 181 volunteers representing five groups. That is current smokers current smokers who also use e-cigarettes, current smokers who also use nicotine replacement therapy, products such as gum or patches, former smokers who have switched to e-cigarettes, and former cigarettes who have sw- switched to like replacement therapies, and then I believe it's just like, like people who smoked and are not doing anything. Okay. So here's the difference. Here's the breakdown. The difference between people who vape and smokers were dramatic, ranging from 57% reductions in three volatile organic compounds. There are things I can't pronounce. These are the carcinogens. To 97% reductions in another another one of these, and in tobacco specific, a uh, nitrosamamine, a potent carcinogen. The levels for vapors were at least as low as those for replacement technologies like patches and and the like. All right. In some cases, lower even. Which is striking because the replacement uh, you know, technology is widely accepted as a safe alternative to cigarettes. And now we're finding out that some of this vape stuff is maybe even safer than that. The study which involved long-term e-cigarette users reinforces results found in a 2016 study finding large reductions in toxins and carcinogens among smokers who switched to vaping during a two-week experiment. Uh, It also jives with a chemical analysis of e-cigarette liquids and the aerosol they produce. Work led to Public Health England to endorse an estimate that vaping is something like 95% safer than smoking. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, I had read now, and uh, and you're right. We have a best-of segment where I'm kind of like going after the vaping people. And in there, I reference a study done at Harvard. And I kind of look at Harvard, well, the way everybody else looks at Harvard is like, well, they're... (laughs) They kind of know what they're doing up there that said that this that had flown in the face of this. But what do I always say? We are evolutionary creatures. This I'll give you a perfect example how we're going. First of all, I hear this and I'm going to accept it. But I'm going to tell you in my estimation, a study will come out five years from now that disproves all of this. And I'll tell you how. Our government health officials have swapped back and forth 15 times on Eggs on whether or not eggs are a healthy thing to eat or not. We've done it a 15 different times. We've flopped back and forth on butter, being healthy or not. And so I think this is one of those things that hasn't been out there long enough, and I still maintain that I think you will see negative effects from this further down the road. But I want to make peace. Here's the olive branch. If this is this much healthier and it helps you not smoke Marlboro Reds, then so be it. I think that, like, the big, fat, like, block box on top of that thing that's huge and all that, it looks silly. Okay? But that's but fine. All right? I know the struggle of smoking cigarettes, and if it keeps you off of them, then it keeps you off of them. I don't hate you or anything. I think it's a little silly. They look a little weird. You know what I mean? It looks a little weird.
1: Um at the end of the day I I feel like vaping of course was going to be safer than smoking and, and my my estimations on that is is I just look at the guys that make that stuff at their sure, own stores sure which is obviously you know I mean you know the quality there but if 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 somebody was making their own if somebody's rolling their own tobacco I'm kind of a little bit like I don't know um they're not making that Now when you when you talk they're, about that's not
0: chemically made
1: and when you, but I mean, there's certainly chemicals that get added into tobacco. What I'm it's saying is a, that
0: guy didn't like apply for, you know, a business, you know, loan two days ago, open a store and start making unicorn poop in the back room. I don't you know bought if,
1: that tobacco. I don't know if I trust that tobacco producer any more than I trust that e cig producer, I guess. Is, oh, I do, but, uh, but maybe that's just me. I mean, and uh, at the end of the day, no one study is ever going to conclusively prove anything. That's what science is. You have to be able to recreate things and you have to be able to test things. And so like, yes, of course there's going to be studies that say contrary to this. And of course there's going to be studies that back this up. And in and, and the big picture, we'll see what happens. But if 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 you look at the chemicals in cigarettes and you look at the chemicals in e-cigs, okay, let's call that a wash, because let's be real, the chemicals in e-cigs aren't good for you. It's not like that's like, oh, well, it's medicine there. No, of course that's bad for you. But when you remove combustion from the equation, when you remove the fire from the equation, when you remove the burnt aspect of it that's when I'm like well of course that's healthier of course it is I mean vaping weed you know is going to be healthier for you than smoking weed you know it, that's just common sense to me you stand around any smoke for too long and of course that's going to be detrimental whether your house is on fire right. or whether you've got a cigarette in your mouth even or a wh- campfire. Or campfire exactly you're going to be like oh geez man coughing up a lung over here so uh, you remove combustion from the equation I I, I definitely see why people think e-cigs e- are safer
0: I'm being asked about popcorn lung. And from what I understand, more reading more into this study, is that popcorn lung was this this thing that happened early on in the vaping in the e cig world and then they kind of have figured out one of the things that they were putting in this stuff that kind of led to that and they're no longer using it. That's uh I'm I'm streamlining it all the way down because it gets very, very intricate once you start reading it. But that's essentially what happened is that we they they believe they have kind of traced popcorn lung back to the to the origin and are using it less or are using less amounts of it, and it's kind of like how like the food and Drug Administration will allow you know, a certain amount of rat hairs in ground beef. It's kind of like that. one of those kind of things.
1: That honestly all kind of started from a clickbait, you know, fake news site, and people were just like, look, it validates what I think, it well, validates
0: what I think. I mean, the Harvard study brought popcorn long into it. I mean, it did. I mean, it did. And, and their numbers were alarming. But again, this thing starts, th- dude, vaping hasn't been a thing long enough. It's like the UFC. It's like everybody was like, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey. It's like, dude, the UFC's 10 years old. You have no idea of Ronda Rousey. He's that good? You have no idea, and it's kind of the same thing. Like this is, dude, vaping is in its infancy. We don't know yet.
1: Um, one of the things I will say about cigarettes that definitely seems safer to me, and people are gonna be like, "Well, you don't have to mod it." But I've never, in all of my years of smoking, have I ever had a cigarette blow blow up, up in my and face. take
0: three of my teeth out of you my face? Never have I had that happen. Right, I, and, and I worry about that kind of stuff now. Again, I've been known occasionally to hit a. Like a dab pen, which is essentially vaping. I've been known to occasionally, you know, at a party or something. Like, okay, well, you know, I guess I'll try that. Never had one of those. Let's try one of those there. And so you Well yeah, I mean? but
1: you weren't doing that to be like, you know what, I'm going to health uh, I'm going to be healthier in my decisions right. and I'm going to no, you're I just guess like, that's hey, what, you just like, hey, there's new what? drugs and I'm going to That's, that's go what makes
0: me annoyed about it. It's like fine, dude, if you need something to get off cigarettes, fine. I didn't I just decided I put them down and uh and that was enough for me, but no, not everybody's me. Believe me, I know. I wish, but I um, every day I wake up and I'm made aware that not not everybody is me. But it's like when somebody's standing there blowing strawberry, you know, unicorn fart smoke in my face going, well, it's healthy, bro. Healthy. It's kind of like annoying. It's that much safer than cigarettes. But this is like abstinence. The only way to not get pregnant for sure is to not have sex. And I think like the only way to not have any of these problems is to not do any of this stuff.
1: Until you get lung cancer just because. And you're like, son of a bitch, why did not I just smoke?
0: Now, I'll tell you. At 50, I'm bringing cigarettes back. I yeah, talk guys. about it all the time. Book at 50 years old, dude, at 50, I'm buying... Dude, 50 years old in like one minute, I'm buying a pack <laughs> of cigarettes. I'm telling you. I cannot wait. I, there's an advent calendar in my house. It's just little, little Newport boxes every time you open them. Every time you open them, just a little bit of Newport box there. Can't wait. Cannot wait to have that back. All right. Sammy Hagar tickets up for grabs. That happens next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. Have those Sammy Hagar tickets for you. That show, June 24th, Hard Rock Roxino. You'll have them here, just mere minutes 800 243 7625, the number you'll need on those. I went back and uh, Phantom was saying earlier this morning uh, about this Kyle Corver shot from last night. And if you really go back and look at it, I did. Uh, it's actually from like the tip of the sea, is where he like takes that shot from. And uh, I am going to steal a uh, I'm going to steal a line from one of my friends Facebook posts and she was like man he made that from Canal Fulton
1: and and he did man that ball was like way downtown and Yeah it, it was a rock and a rock and jock 10 point shot right yeah. there it was amazing which is nice to see man honestly I'm glad that Kyle Corver they call him American Eagle now uh, and it makes all the sense in the world dude looks like an American Eagle uh, uh, model um, but he uh, he's fit oh, in I the w- Zumok's loving that <laughs> he's fit in in the way that Mike Dunleavy did not and he uh, he obviously is a prolific three-point shooter and uh, it obviously turned into a, uh, a hell of an acu- or a, a pickup for the Cleveland Cavaliers right there uh,
0: again there's another aspect where I was wildly wrong I thought the Mike Dunleavy thing was gonna be great
1: well, I you know I had high hopes for it, but you know when things I thought that was going to work. When you don't, you know, when you don't, you know, results aren't aren't being delivered, you got to move on. And Kyle Korver is delivering. Oh, the I agree. I'm now. just
0: saying, like I, I when, when we mean when we made that announcement on Dunleavy, I was like, oh, I like that move, I like it, and then turned out not to be the right move, at least for us. One of the Cavaliers that doesn't get talked about a lot anymore is TT, Tristan Thompson there. And uh, there's and I was one of these. It's like the Khloe Kardashian thing's gonna like take them down. The, you know, dating the Kardashian. That's the Kardashian curse. Look at all the athletes. Look at everybody goes crazy if you start hanging around the Kardashians. <laughs> And uh, and as far as I know, Tristan's production is uh, is pretty much on par, right? Uh,
1: well, I would say he's actually kind of improved. He's playing more minutes per game. His field goal percentage has gone up. Uh, his points per game have gone up. His rebounds per game have gone up. His blocks per game have gone up. So, uh, honestly, it's not even that he's remained the same. Tristan Thompson has gotten better. Not only has he gotten better since he started dating Khloe Kardashian, he's gotten better since he got paid $100 million plus dollars. Yeah, Remember everybody, <laughs> oh, dude, you paid Tristan Thompson too much money. Anderson Y'all can do the same job. No, we no, can't. No, we can't. No, we, we can't. can't. No, we, no, we can't. can't. We won a goddamn championship, so I don't know what you all—all all you haters were crying about, dude. I yeah. I, mean, I just don't get it. I don't get why everybody hates on this dude. Don't if, get it.
0: If a hundred million brings me the Larry O'Brien Trophy and Dan Gilbert's Dan gonna Gilbert, write it, bring it on, Then write it. It's not my hundred million. You know what I mean? I don't even pay to go to games. I can't even go to games. Don't care. <laughs> you don't know what care mean? how much so, he gets paid.
1: Like, exactly. And, and people just like to hate. They do.
0: They do. And Khloe Kardashian's one of these things that people like to hate on a lot. And I will just, as a full disclosure, I love Khloe Kardashian. Is she your favorite? Always have. Kim's the hottest, for sure. I mean, it it can't be debated. But even when Khloe was a little chubby, I was kind of like, yeah, give me that Kardashian. Because Kim is so hot that she knows it. And I know Chloe knows she's attractive, but she knows she's not as hot as Kim, and so it kind of humanizes her in a way. Well,
1: who who are all the Kardashians? There's Kim, there's Chloe, What's the other ones? I name? Don't the know. one that was na- married
0: to Scott Disick, the one nobody cares about. Courtney uh, Courtney's Kourtney. Kardashian. There's and, a brother, right? And then there's Rob Kardashian, yeah. and then there's the the offshoots which are like half Kardashian, half Chris Jenner, Jenner, Kardashian. Okay, because she do that woman's married everybody in Hollywood. Okay, and um, and then they're uh, but what the, the but they have a different last name, Kylie. Yeah, it's Jenner. Jenner yeah. yeah, Kylie people, Jenner.
1: People ra- just rally against like all things Kardashian. I'm just like I don't even know who the like. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I know who these people are, but like right. I mean, I right. now you know who are, they are, right? but you don't know Where no. What you mean to say is you don't know why you
0: know who these right. people like, are. You know, like, right? it's like I
1: guess they're people. But
0: I've always kind of liked Chloe, and even when she was plump, I felt like dude she. She knew she wasn't hotter than she knew she was never gonna be as hot as Kim, wasn't as like desirable as Kim, and it humanizes her in a way. Sometimes it makes girls ultra bitchy, but it always kind of made Chloe like a little endearing to me.
1: Yeah, I mean and I think there's equity in uh in, in not necessarily And I'm not afraid of size. Not sitting not necessarily being a 10, you know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of yeah you do. You have to be funnier. You have to be more real and and in, in the world of Kardashians, obviously any glimpse of humanity, any glimpse of like, hey I'm a real person goes a long way with the audience. So
0: Chloe was on. What's this? This is like that half-ass version of the View, the Talk, right? the, the Talk, View, or whatever. The, the yeah, chat, like you,
1: the, the spew. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like one,
0: one of one of, one of, one of one. those, the you know, horrible shows where you know a bunch of people get together and talk about how like uh, you know me, you know, forty-year-old white oh. dudes are ruining the planet.
1: Well, they come out and they dance first, and they all have to dance, and they point to the audience, like, "Yeah, we're gonna have fun," and here we are spewing <laughs> spewing our opinions, which have no like factual bearings or like <laughs> grounded in no reality. But here's our takes.
0: And so Fantone po- found this video, and he said to me. He goes, you won't believe what's happening here. And I said, okay. I said, all right, well, you know, you know, let me look at it. And what this is, is they they kind of get into uh, you know, her spending time in Ohio. And you know, all right, I'll set it up this way. All I ever hear about from people in Ohio, and I'm born and raised here, okay. All I ever hear about is, man, Ohio doesn't get enough credit. They don't get enough credit. They don't get enough credit. Nobody loves us. We're just the constant national joke. We're just a joke. We're a joke. Nobody gives us enough credit. And then an A-lister, an A-lister goes on TV and says this. So you've been spending a lot of time with this in Cleveland. So how are you liking Cleveland? I actually love Cleveland. Um, I love, everyone is so nice there. I love the four seasons.
1: I love that, like... It snows and I get it like I spent Christmas there and it was snow and I'm not used to that. I'm born and raised in California so everyone thinks I'm crazy for loving the snow. Mm -hmm. They probably
0: hate it. They hate it. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, you didn't grow up with it. It's kind of new to you and it's cool. No. You're going to get over it in one year. But I love it and everyone's so nice and it's like a normal, I love routine. It's a normal routine life. I love to cook so I get to cook dinner every day. It's like my, this like, Home family thing that I've been craving
1: that I get to have in Cleveland. Yeah, normal life. Yeah.
0: So yeah. the reason why we play that for you is I mean, that's cool to hear an A-lister talk about Ohio sure. and, uh, you know, how she really sure. likes it, but then Phantom went through the comment section. And th- th- this was all basically you, so I didn't read any of this stuff. But you, oh. you seem to get really annoyed well, by this. People
1: just automatically go to f you, you Hollywood whore! Like, oh, dude, dude, Jeez. this Kardashian bitch. Oh, she's whoa. up there, whoa, whoa, and whoa. it's just like, but, uh, you, 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 have somebody saying positive things about the area that you live in, and positive things about like, hey, this is why I like this, and this is why I want to. Be. Oh, she says it's just a normal life here in Cleveland. Oh, it's not, it's not normal out there in California. You no, normal? And no, it's like, God, of course not, you idiots. Like of course not. Only
0: people who have never been to California would w- could think like that.
1: And well, I mean, yes, could I go live a normal life in California as Matt Fantone? Of course, but Chloe Kardashian can't go live a normal life in Ohio. she, no. or she in, in California, she can't go. She can't go to Target in L.A. and not be noticed. Or she can go to she can go to Target in right. Cleveland and be like, okay, my life's all right here. Yeah. I, I I have I don't have paparazzi standing outside of my window right now. Okay, I have a normal life here. And people are vilifying her for that for wanting something that we all have a normal life. Right. God, I understand, okay, reality TV shows. You don't pick shows, who you were born to. Reality TV shows aren't your favorite thing, and you feel like the Kardashians are dumbing down society and all that, fine, whatever. And it's all true. Sure. But, I mean, welcome to pop culture, dude. You don't think right. you don't think we haven't been fighting this battle forever? And when somebody in that pop culture finally comes out, oh, ESPN hates on Cleveland all the time. National News, they hate on Cleveland all the time. Oh, dude, everyone hates it. Everyone hates it. Everyone hates it. Someone comes out and says something positive, and you're going to bitch about it?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy. And, and, dude, the dumbing down of America, I mean, for five years, everybody was running around. Sounding like Bill and Ted. If that didn't dumb down America. Right. I mean, so right. come on. I mean, we, we at some point we just gotta be honest about what's happening. But I, I I am a person who's moved out of Ohio. I can't even count. I've lived all over the country. And so I can't even count. But I have moved out of this place a million times. And I, w- I will speak and dude, I'm one of these people, do you cannot say a cross word about Ohio to me if I'm not like if if I move somewhere else, somebody talks trash about Ohio, we're getting into it. Okay, but so I've defended this place tooth and nail my entire life. I believe I am nothing but a great ambassador for this state. And you're right about this. Like people just nothing to do here. It sucks. And now you get an A-lister on TV talking about how awesome it is and you're not happy with it. You're not happy with it. I, I mean, I don't. There's no way to make you people happy anymore. There's just no way to make you happy because let's be honest about what this is. Happiness isn't what you want. Because you have realized by getting older that true happiness is impossible to achieve. And so you're just going to focus on what you can have, which is bitchiness and anger. I know. I used to be that guy. It's much better on the other side, even though I'm still prone to anger here and there. We do have those Sammy Hagar tickets. Let's give you those. Caller 15 800 243 7625. We'll send you to Sammy Hagar 0000. Oh, 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 oh. And the best reason not to build the wall next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. That's where you can see that video of Khloe Kardashian just gushing about how much she loves Ohio. That's online for you in the Sansbury Show section of WRQK.com.
1: It makes me so angry. I'm so pissed at Khloe Kardashian.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I, I tweeted out. People like, I hate her. I'm like, What's okay. wrong with you? Well, then, then, then do you hate her? I mean, fine, hate her. I don't care if you hate her. Just, I think it's weird that people constantly bitch about how Ohio doesn't get any credit. Then one of the biggest stars on the planet gives us credit and people hate it. It's weird. I think that says more about you than it does about Khloe Kardashian, but whatever. I did hear this coming out of Arizona now where border patrol agents in Arizona had uh, thwarted some uh, some drug dealers. Okay. And drug dealers from Mexico were trying to get marijuana into the United States.
1: Now, we know border pretty big there. Right, it's a big one there. Oh, and everybody knows. I mean, it's called it's called Mexican brick weed for a reason. If you want really good weed, it's got to come from Canada. Ah, uh, yeah, the Green Triangle up in uh, like,
0: you know, California, Oregon, like that whole area. Pretty good weed comes out of there. But yes, I take your just point. Mexican there. Mexican brick weed. Yeah, nobody
1: uh, just all compressed and seeds and stems everywhere. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. I don't even know where to get that anymore.
0: But apparently dudes in Mexico had built a huge like old world catapult and were like just catapulting bags of drugs over the border. God, we need to go down to the border.
1: You and me just looking for bags of drugs everywhere.
0: The device appeared to be constructed of a square tubing and a heavy spring welded together with rope tied around parts of it. It was powerful enough, listen to this, to sling two bundles of weed weighing uh, about 50 pounds into the United States from Mexico. 50 pounds of weed is a decent amount of weed.
1: It's a ton of weed, dude. I mean, 50 pounds?
0: Uh, This is about five, six days ago when they approached several people near the fence who then ran away um, because they were waiting on this side of the fence for it. They searched the area, found the drugs, and then obviously the border agents called Mexico who then took the catapult and then dismantled it. And the U.S. federal agency then showed off some of its sense of humor by tweeting out, Hashtag USBP agents spring into action dismantling Canapult used to launch marijuana. Get it? Sprung into action there? This there is, it is! <laughs> this, uh, they say here this is just the latest example of drug smugglers' ingenuity, and more accurately, the ingenuity of authorities who caught them. Um, now, I've I've kind of pimped this all morning as like the best reason not to build the wall, but this is kind of the age-old adage, right? If you build a 25 foot wall, somebody's going to build a 30 foot fence or a 30 foot like uh, you know ladder. I mean, that's kind of true, right? Like. I know there are no, we're not going to put people in the catapults, right? Although, how awesome would that have been? Just little fifty-pound Mexican boys just being flung over the fence. Are we really not going to do that? Oh, Is that really not? Uh, happen? Dude, I don't know if we're going to evil knievel Mexicans over. Dude, dude, you look at what people are. That
1: going That would be awesome. You look at what people go through. I would almost let them border. in.
0: Dude, if you're willing to catapult
1: here, I'm letting you in. You get to stay. Those uh, those coyotes in, uh, in, in in down there in Mexico they they will they will do. T- Terrible things to people. So I just that- chicklets falling out of their
0: pocket as they're flying. I don't know if you, dude, have you ever been to like a border town in Mexico? Little kids just sell
1: chicklets at three a.m. on the street. It's Weird. I would, uh, I would, I would say that. Nah, that wouldn't happen. But I think that very well could happen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know if somebody's gonna be willing to do that. Like I said, I don't know if you evil can evil. I mean, dude, looking at this thing, it looks scary. Oh, I'm sure it's terrifying. Yeah, it's not good. That's hilarious. But you bring up an excellent point. America makes its own weed. Yeah, we do. And really good.
1: Good.
0: Like, dude, the outdoor in California and Oregon is some of the best weed you'll ever have in your uh, life.
1: Dude, you can get great weed from anywhere in the country at this point, just based on the fact of like why you know, is there
0: um, such a desire for why is there such still such a big market for Mexican weed?
1: Um, well, I mean there's obviously still pricing? a... pricing. Uh still a black market for it, you know what I'm saying? And especially when you look at those border states, I mean it's not like Texas has legal weed, you know, so like they still need it. And dude, isn't that the great Fair. argument? Isn't that the great argument for legalization of marijuana? Yeah. Yeah, but like, at
0: that point, I could say that about cocaine.
1: Uh, but I mean, you you can't compare the two when it comes to like safety, public safety, right? Right. So like when that's it comes true. when it comes to public safety, marijuana well within the 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 realm of what we allow our adults to do. We allow our adults to smoke cigarettes and drink beers and do all these different yes, things. Absolutely. Jump out of planes and, and 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 not wear a motorcycle helmet and do all these different things, and that's fine, America, USA, USA. I love it. But if you want to take Money away from Mexican cartels. If you want to take money away from drug dealers, it's the fourth biggest cash crop in the country. Like how how is that not right? There argument enough of like well, if we legalize weed and we produce it and we tax it and we regulate it, then these Mexican cartels where's all where's all their money come from?
0: Here's the weird thing about uh, uh, about marijuana too is that like your local weed dealer makes no money off of it, but it car- for free, right? But cartels make a ton of money off of it. Because the more you sell, the more money you make. Like an average like local drug dealer, you're right. He's just trying to get what his end of it for free. Right, trying to get high. You them. might make a dollar here, a dollar there, but you're not making a ton of money off of it, uh,
1: right? I mean, you're unless not a you're lifestyle. moving like weight, as but they call even it. Even then, even then, if you are a true to the heart, like full throttle drug dealer, that's your nine to five, that's your eight eight hour a day job. Um, number one, you're not working eight hours a day. Number two, you ain't making much money. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of issues that go in there. You're you're, you're eventually gonna get robbed if you're a regular drug. dealer. If that's your gig, it's like you're a drug dealer. Sooner or later, somebody's going to rob you. Sooner or later, you're going to get arrested. There's associated costs that come along with these things. You're going to give up, hey, here's $3,000. Dude, Give me as much weed as I can. That dude just leaves with the 3000 bucks. What are you going to do? So like, people who think that they're going to be drug dealers, listen, if you're cutting your boys off because you have a good hookup, fine whatever but like if you think that's your life and that's who you're going to be it's like oh i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a dope pusher i'm well, going to be am going to be i'm going to be a drug lord here's what the other about? thing
0: there's more violence in the marijuana selling game than people think too for sure like i'm telling you right now if you just pick up a couple of pounds of weed from somebody and you start selling weed in an area and you don't know who normally sells that weed in that area i'm telling you they're going to knock on your door and there's going to be a problem it's going to be big boy school at that point Dudes take it seriously. Kids get kidnapped and locked in basements all the time until somebody pays money. All the time. Don't Don't be a drug drug dealer. dealer. It's not smart. No, it's not. No, it's smart. Now, attention our drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare get out of this business or you're dead to me. It's good. It's smart. You want to do it. It's the best job you've ever had. It's good. You'll be dead to me, man.
1: Can't have it. Um, all right, so uh, uh, there's catapults going there's there's tunnels going. Is there any way that you feel like, all right, here's how we can cut this off at the pass and keep those Mexican drug cartels out of out of America. Is there anything we can do? No,
0: no there's certain Son of a bitch. there are certain world problems that you gotta understand that are too big to solve yeah. but that you still fight against okay okay and uh, and I believe that this is one of them. I believe in a stronger border. I do, totally do. I, I've always believed in a stronger border, and so did the Democrats, so don't just hate on Republicans for it, okay? Now, the wall's a little crazy. I think we all kind of know that. The wall's and, a little well, crazy.
1: And, and, the wall's just too much money. That's what I was going it's to say. It's just too much is, money. It's the logistics it. If it made number
0: it. sense, you know me, I'd be like, I don't care. Lock them out. What do I care? I, and I wouldn't, but it just doesn't make financial sense for us. But I believe in a stronger border, and it's one of those things you're never going to totally fix. You know why? Because this legitimately, even though fat, lazy, entitled Americans have forgotten this, this still is the land of opportunity, even though everybody's oppressing you. It's still the land of opportunity. And so everybody is always going to want to come here. I have long said this. America's first and biggest mistake, well, slavery, that's a big one. Eh, That's a big one. Let's put a pin in that. That's obviously the biggest. The second biggest mistake this country ever made was, this place is awesome, let's tell everybody it's the greatest. What we should have done is looked around and said, oh my God, this is paradise on earth. But no, we had to whip out our big America penis and go all around the globe telling everybody how awesome we are and surprise, they all want to live here now. Dude, I gotta tell you, dude, put me in charge. I do. Dude, dude, America would have been sixty people deep. It would have been me, a bunch of people who love me, and like a couple of you would have made it, and it would have been
1: awesome. Where, where can I find out more about this big American penis that we're all entitled to? Do we get Do, do I have to? I have to fill out a form for that? Is that like an Obama phone? How do I? How, Sorry, bro. How do I get a piece of that?
0: Sorry, bro. I'm a Gaga fan. <laughs> I was born this way. I came with it. That's the way it goes. It's awful. It lasts forever. We all hate it, but it's coming to an end.
1: That next on Rock 106. Night. Lived in that. Right, right. Like, this is where you it's live. It's going to
0: cost me money, but you were dwelling in that.
1: The, you know, that's one of the things Pigs. that it, it does. It makes me scratch my head. Is like, you are on a day-to-day basis are dealing with this. Now, granted, I know there's mental disorder that goes into it, but Sometime, even, yeah. even on like a less extreme scale where it's not necessarily hoarding, but like uh, somebody who lives on my street, like they have garbage out in their yard all the time, and it's just like, dude, you live here. Here. Take some pride of like where you are right now. Like, do you want to see car- garbage? I remember when I was growing up. The house.
0: I-, I-, I remember when I was growing up. There was a, you know y- you play with the kids who are on your street. That's who your friends yeah, are. Yeah. You know what I mean. You Geography really- decides who your friends right, are. Right. You don't know? really pick. It's just like oh, you live up the street, so let's play. And there was a kid who I liked hanging out with, but my parents didn't like when I went over there because their dog would just take dumps in their driveway, Ugh. and they would leave it. And listen, to these, listen to these white trash people. They would park their cars on the street. And versus just let their
1: dog dump it out in the driveway?
0: B- versus pulling into the driveway or <laughs> parking in the garage. Like, what is the. Like, what's the. the like, that was two adults in a house making that decision. That's
1: a decision. Yeah, I mean, I, under- I understand laziness kicks in. And, like, dude, there will be times when I'm like. Dude, my place is trash right, right now. Right. And that trash. But that's not like. That's not the same as living in a garbage dump. Right. Right. Just, it's terrible.
0: It's a different thing. Come on, people. I don't understand. Come on. So, one of these things that we all hate. Most of us, anyway. Yeah, ninety percent of us, I would say. Yeah, apparently, is over. Okay. Well, Meteor- good. Meteorologist Mark Johnson from Newsnet Five, All right, has claimed that winter, weather-wise, is in fact over. Hell he yeah! Now he says before you like start screaming at him. Hell yeah! He says winter technically consists of December, January, and February. Right. He's like, so in the weather books, winter has two weeks left. He says, spring begins March 1st, and by looking at the computer weather guidance models, he says, we will not see any sustained cold throughout the end of this month. Ooh. Now, I have, like, I just have an iPhone, right? So okay. that's like that's the weather thing I use. I okay. think that's what most people do is just look at see what's on their phone, right? So on my phone, according to this, you're going to reach about a high of about 35 today, but tomorrow 51. Saturday 60. Sunday 60. Monday 61. Put a pin in this. We're going to be out Monday, by the way. Nice. Tuesday 60. Wednesday next week 56. Thursday 56. By the next weekend, back up to 61. Remember
1: when we're done, everyone was like, "Oh my God, it's going to be the worst winter ever. There's going to be feet of snow and it's going to be so cold, dude. I don't know, uh, you know, without like uh, global warming. This was it's supposed my jam, to be the dude. worst
0: summer or worst winter
1: ever, right?" right. Right, right. It was That's Game of Thrones. Almanac? It was Game of Thrones style two months ago. Everyone's like, ah, winter is coming. Westphal said, well, dude, the dragon show, winter is coming. And it never came, it was never around. Is that right? Does yes. it seem no, like it? God. I mean, no, honestly. No. Dude,
0: I played golf uh, Tuesday, and I you have to walk because, you know, they don't want you to, you know taking a cart, slopping around out there. But by the middle of the round, I took, a lay, I took a jacket layer off, and I took my snow
1: hat off. Last year, non-existent winter, another, another like, no, no real little, winter. little easy, yeah. And the year before that, dude, I can distinctly remember, like, it being Christmas and, like, oh, dude, it's pretty warm out I don't here. remember that, but I'll take your word uh, on it. it. It just really has gotten to the point of, like, at first I was like, well, the weather is just getting pushed back, where it used to be December, January. January, February, now it's January, February, March, winter, but that's not even the case anymore. Nothing. You know, people are tweeting me, I hope what? it snows in June for you. What a
0: dick, Why? man. Yeah. Why? Why? Why you hate me, man? Why? Why you hate me?
1: Chief meteorologist, uh, Dan Stansberg. Thought we there. were buddies then. Yeah, no. Dude,
0: this is good news. I mean, I, like, here's the thing. I like seasons. Yeah. I'll take fall. Fall's probably my favorite time of year. It's actually, yeah. fall is my favorite time to golf, for sure. Um, but a little, you know, a little cooler, not as hot. You're not sweating your balls off out there. I like fall a lot. Spring's great. Summer's obviously is nice. I just, maybe it's the old thing. And maybe it's that, I'll admit, like I don't ski. I don't snowboard. I don't own a snowmobile anymore. Right. So like that, I don't really do any of that kind of stuff anymore like I did when I was a kid. So... I just find like winters just, for me, just sucks because I don't enjoy
1: right. it in any way. I'm it's not- cold. Right. You can't go anywhere. You don't want to do anything. It's dark all the time. So, But if we're dealing with winters like this for the rest of my life, good. I don't No, care. global warming, right. bring it on. Right. Yeah, I, I don't care. I support it.
0: I always say, I don't have kids. This planet can burn, <clears throat> dude, burn to a crisp in five years. I don't Whatever. care.
1: <laughs> just wait till he's 50, at least so the guy can smoke cigarettes and get hookers, all right? Dude, the, I might get hookers before. Four, 45, yeah, dude, I, I, I always say 50, but I mean 45. <laughs>
0: I do. I got four, dude. I got five. I got, I got just under five years to go. You, what do you see the advent calendar I have for that? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we do have a four bag of tickets for the Canton Charge. That game is on the 24th of February, and you'll get hooked up with those next. Hang on. It's nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. We have those charge tickets four-pack. As a matter of fact, on the 24th of February, that game will be played. You're going to be in the venue here shortly. We'll pass them out. And uh, I didn't know this until this morning until I got to work, but apparently Monday is a company holiday. Indeed it is. Apparently President's Day. You betcha. Going to be a company holiday. And uh, we didn't e- We weren't even given the option. I came in this morning. I opened an email and said, hey, make sure you have bus stuff in for Monday. Take the day. And I was like,
1: Okay. <laughs> you betcha. Might be in. Presidents, yeah! USA! USA!
0: Okay, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll stay home. I mean, dude, it's going to be 60 degrees on Monday. Your boy's yeah. happy to stay home. I'll be playing golf. Yeah. I like it. All right, um, uh, so this just got tweeted out, and I haven't even read the whole thing yet, but uh, but we're going to let Phantom kind of like uh, get off on his love of LeBron James here. Okay. I have a little Jordan... Okay. V. LeBron stuff here. Okay. Okay. This brought to you by uh, The Herd with Colin Coward. Eric just tweeted this out, but I I, I like this stuff because I really like LeBron. I feel like all things included, I know not just championships, all things included, I feel like he's kind of passed. Jordan only played 1,100 games in Chicago, and then he left, and there was clear erosion. Kobe played 20 years, but his last three fell off the cliff. LeBron James is now at 1240 total games, and there is no sign at all of erosion. Now, I heard Chris Broussard say this the other day, and this is why I wanted to bring this up. I heard Broussard say yesterday that he does see clear erosion with LeBron James, and that is that he does not finish at the rim as well as he used to. Not even just as often, but when he does it, it's not... The same level. Uh, is well, that true? Uh, the, I don't know
1: the NBA well enough. Those thunder dunks that LeBron is so famous for. I think at this point he's like, dude, I'm old. That takes a lot of energy and, hurts, and it right. hurts and I'm old. And do I, is there erosion on LeBron? I, I, I. It's, where do I want to put that? Right now, no, but it is coming soon. And he's going to get punched in the face with it. But the good thing about LeBron is, is he is more than a smart enough basketball player to change his game. Some say
0: that's, you've seen that already. Right. He's already done it. And that if Jim Jackson said yesterday, he's like, if you really watch LeBron, he knows when to like dial back during the game to make sure he has it in the fourth quarter. And and ew.
1: well, do you know you need to be playing one hundred percent, one hundred percent of the time. You can't take any breaks. If you do, your pussy and Jordan's better than well. They bad. said jo- they
0: say if you go back and you watch Jordan's games, he did that too. Of Midway course, through, right? Yeah, of course. Because the greats know.
1: Because well, the greats know. Athletes should know that zero is when it counts. When the clock hits zero, zero. <laughs> when it's the ninth inning's over, that's when the score counts. You can win the damn football game like the Atlanta Falcons did for the entire Super Bowl, and if you're not winning See, at 0-0-0, zero, zero, he it goes. does not that's matter. If you don't win in Look June, it does not matter. There's no stopping him. Uh, it, 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 LeBron is going to fall off. It's father times undefeated in sports and always will be, but he's taken good enough care of his body. He is a smart enough basketball player, and he knows uh, he knows what he's dealing with, and that's why he will have another... Uh, LeBron James, arguably going to be the best basketball player for the next five years. On the planet. Next uh, next four or five years. Oh, you think? I mean, there's no way. I mean, KD's younger, right? Three, th- I think he's got three, four or five years left to being the best basketball okay. player on All the right. planet. I mean, I think, a- after he falls off, let's say it's three years. Let's say it's five still going to be years. top ten. Right. And let's say he falls off a little bit down that list. He's still going to be top ten. It's, LeBron is going to be a top ten NBA player until he retires. I I I, I 100% believe that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there's no denying it. He's just freakish. I mean, the guy's six eight two fifty. I mean, he's just freakish. I mean, he's he's a top ten, uh, you know, rebounder, scorer, assist, and uh, dude, he just leads in so many different ways. In, uh, right, and I mean, <laughs> ways in ways necessarily that, that 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 Jordan just didn't have. He well, just Jordan might have had that. one. Well, yeah, but he just <laughs> he just didn't have the same uh, basketball prowess. He didn't have the same you know diversity in his game. And I, I mean, listen, you can hate on LeBron you he, oh, want. He's a baby. He's a bitch. He's a crier, He's a whiner. He's the best basketball player on the face. Of the planet the best athlete in northeast yeah Ohio. i mean he's a,
0: he's been a little whiny lately for me but but I, but yes there's no denying but again i always say just because you don't like something about somebody you can't be like he sucks because that's just haterade but uh he's been a little whiny for me i did see this yesterday and this is how good you have to be like you have to be in order to say this about yourself you have to be transformative and Somebody asked him about Kevin Love being hurt, and he just said, and you could tell he was a little defeated, and he was just like, it sucks. He's like, this sucks. And, he, dude, again, LeBron yeah. has dealt with this more than Jordan ever did. Go find me the finals when Scottie Pippen couldn't play. Go find me the finals when Steve Kerr couldn't play. Go find me the finals when Horace Grant. Notice, dude, I keep listening to a lot of games for or a lot of guys for Jordan not having any help. I'm listening to a lot of names, right? But those guys were healthy all year. LeBron's dealt with that more than, more than Jordan did, and that never gets factored in. I kind of forget where I was going now. I, uh, Jordan, LeBron, anger, charge but, tickets! You know, I, I just think, dude, LeBron's being judged unfairly these days. He's a little whiny. Oh, this was so yesterday about Kevin Love. This is how good you have to be to be able to say something like this. So they were talking to him about it. He's like, you know, it sucks, it sucks. And they said, well, you know, do you still like your chances in the NBA Finals? And again, you have to be so good to be able to say this. And he just looked in the camera and goes, am I still in the lineup? Then we got a shot. If I'm in the lineup, we got a shot. And I was like, and at first I wanted to be like, God, how cocky is that? And then I just sat back on my couch and I was like, well, when something's that true. It's athletes, dude. I mean, <laughs> like when, know- it, when it's that true and right, there is supposed to be like people always say to me, you know, you're a little egotistical. And I always say, right. if you don't have an ego, this room, this, this room's not no good for you. You kind of need to be egotistical to have this job a little bit. And I always say, and I like to point this out that, you know, once I walk out of the studio, my ego reduces by like 60%. But in here, yeah, you kind of have to like rile yourself up but when I heard him say it, like at first it did, it kind of crossed me and I was like, ugh, that's kind of ugly, and I was like, well, it's that true, though.
1: I'm sure when Tom Brady was asked, hey, Tom, dude, Gronk's out. He's the rest of the season. It's going to be terrible, and I'm sure Tom Brady just looked at the camera and said, well, you know what? Gronk is out. I quit. I'm not good enough. No, of course not No, but he, but again,
0: but the language would be a little different. Well, you know, we got a team, and it's a team guy, next guy up, this and that, and football is supposed to be a little bit different. Football, you're supposed to be a little humble and talk about your teammates and this and that, where basketball's a little bit more star-driven, and uh, one guy can take the game over uh, easier in the the NBA than you can in the NFL not guaranteed but it's easier and uh, but when I heard him say it, I was like at first like I said I was like at first I was like wow that is really cocky and I thought I was like but it's 100% accurate so say it like you know what I mean I'm that guy if something's true say it I, I like truth so there you go there's LeBron James there we do have the four pack of uh, charge tickets this game's on the 24th of February I believe that's a Friday night and uh, we have a four pack. Let's send you call 17 right now. 800-243-7625. Aside from that, we'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9 for the final day of the week. You guys have a great afternoon. See